Hello and welcome to How to Survive a Breakdown. This is unofficially our first episode, as our first episode will really be the album reviews and singles coming this Friday, which this is being recorded on the Wednesday before then. So we decided to record this episode beforehand because we wanted to talk about our top 30 albums of the year. Also, my name is Ranger Squid, and I am joined by my co-host, Parahax. Hello. Okay. And so, <laughs> in a sense, what this podcast is going to be, which we came up with over this past weekend, is we're just going to talk about different albums and singles that we're really, really hyped for. The last half a year, we've just been talking about different albums coming out, listening to different things, and when... I think it was like November came around. We just said, okay, there was a lot of things that both of us missed. And we both yeah, had unofficial like top 20 lists. Yeah. It it took us four top, for me, four top 20 lists. It took it was... Parahax three to yeah. finally get the list that we have to show you right here, which is going to cover up. Oh, that's the wrong document. Sorry. <laughs> Already an excellent error uh, for audio excellent. listeners. Uh, well, you know, it wouldn't, be, it wouldn't be the first episode of a podcast if we didn't fuck up something just horribly. <laughs> honestly, completely agree. Um, also, just to let you know, if you have any comments about this first episode, any like additions that you think we should add, please let us know whether Twitter, YouTube, Spotify, anything else we put this on. I don't know where we're going to put this. I haven't even thought that far yeah, yet. Um, and adding one last thing, I am partially sick. Uh, if I start laughing, I'm going to start coughing my head off. It's going to be a problem. So if yeah. I sound like I'm literally dying, it's just because I'm a little sick. It's okay, guys. He's not going to die just yet. Yeah, I'll die after like episode three when we talk yeah. about albums we've visited recently and we start talking about uh, some of the super early work that I visited and I don't like, but Parahax loves. I'm going to fucking rip nope, your new we're one. Not gonna talk, we're not going to name the names. Just some early work that we have completely disagreed on. And there is one album in this top 30 that Parahax hates and I, mm -hmm. and I love. And there's an album that he loves that I couldn't get through. Mm -hmm. So same idea. Anyway. Here's our top 30. We have them by the album rankings, and I also blacked them out so that you can't see them ahead of time. And this is by the score. Now, what we decided to do was that we rated them by uh, what we gave it as of rating. And our ratings are generally the same with our scale. Anything that's really like a 5 or below, we have no real interest in or it's not our taste or it just wasn't a good album for us um anything that's a nine or above is immediately like a top 10 contender um anything that's an eight or above is very very solid and memorable and anything like the seven range i would say has maybe like one or two flaws that hold it back from being super guaranteed to that top 20 list we decided to do 30 because we had listened to um quite literally 70 albums in a oh, matter of like two months it's more than that now um 
Yeah. It was like 83 or something like that. And uh, I have not technically finished 2022 yeah, yet. Yeah, you haven't even technically finished yet. Speaking of, actually, speaking of the, the albums that you haven't finished, I I have... Um, Uh-oh. I actually would make some amends to my year-end list <laughs> at the current moment. Okay. Um, <sighs> so... I, I have two additions that I want to make. If if you'll let me. Oh, hold on. My computer is completely and utterly frozen on the recording software. Excellent. We just bricked up on our first shot oh, of recording. That's because I minimized it. Hold on. Yep. If I minimize Discord, it will literally freeze it. That's cool. Oh, great. Okay. Uh, YouTube, you just got a nice sneak peek into technical issues that we have. Nice. Anyway. I'm going to say no to your amends, but you can mention them where you would, in theory, place them. We'll throw them in after. We'll throw them in after. Okay, so we did have a couple honorable mentions, and I did want to mention one that you're going to bring up um, later in this podcast. And that is Dayseeker Dark Sun as my 31st. I love this album. (laughs) Yeah, he's going to talk about this album much later. But... uh, Dayseeker Dark Sun for me was an album that started off this isn't my thing. I wish Dayseeker had a little bit more of like the edginess it had throughout Sleep Talk, Origin, uh, the other albums. And it took me a couple listens, but quite a few of the songs finally started to hit for me. Um, Crying While You're Dancing still doesn't hit. Dream State doesn't hit. And there's a few in the middle that just don't mesh well with me but still the album is absolutely gorgeous some of the songs lyrically are incredible uh paper heart and hazel song come to mind for those and i love those especially neon grave of course is the best song in the album but for me i i just had to mention that because while it's not going to be on my top 30 list it's something that still it jumped up more than i fully expected it to so anyway, Parax, I'm going to give you the floor for your top 30. So I I guess, how are we doing this? Are we doing like, I'm just going to reveal my whole list and we go through the whole thing? Or are we going to do like, that'll probably be easier. Let's do three at a time. Three at a time? Okay. Because we didn't discuss um, this beforehand. If we did not plan any of this. This is very poorly planned. Let's uh, do 28 to 30. Okay, I do actually want to talk. Do another honorable mention that okay. I think we both originally had on our on our honorable mentions list. Uh, we came as Romans, Dark Bloom. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, it's just a good record, and mm-hmm. unfortunately, I don't have much more to say about it other than that. Um, it's as which good I feel as like, what metalcore can show itself to be. Yeah it it feels like it it feels pretty like standard metalcore mm-hmm. for a good amount of the songs. The front half is definitely in my opinion worse than the back half. Um everything after I think double speak just kind of hits. Um Promise You is probably one of if not my favorite closer um Completely of the year. Agree. But um just you know g- given the message behind it and who it's for obviously um like especially watching the music video along with it, I think it is very emotionally impactful. 
Um, I never watched the music video, but I will now 100%. Highly recommend yeah, going and is, watching um, the music video. And funny that there's it. actually a music video that recently came out for an album, for, for a song that... We'll talk about that album. <laughs> we'll talk about that album. Um, we will talk about that album. And also, I, I know this episode is probably going to be watched by a few people first. Don't worry, Alan. There is some heavy on here just for you. And I know you love your heavy. There is a few heavy ones on here. Uh, number two, Sam and Marcus. Your top 20 were actually some of the first listens that we did together. And unfortunately, uh, <laughs> Sam, your in theory, other number one that you would have had was not even going to come close to this list. <laughs> I will say that, but I, I th I'm just going to get out of the way. I think it's heroin by Thornhill. Yeah. I'm not huge, as huge on this as I, neither of us were as huge on it as everybody else yeah, seemed to be. I, 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 I will say that it has grown significantly on me. It has not um, grown in any way. If not, I think it, it grew off a little bit. Yeah, it, it just was it, my my issues with it initially were that it just I don't know if it was just the, the when we were listening to it or like the circumstances that we were listening to it. But um, I was so bored. <laughs> I was also very bored. And um, Sam, I know you could talk a mile a minute about this album. It just doesn't do anything for me in comparison to some of the other albums on this list. So anyway. I'm giving you the floor for your 20 to 30, and I'm going to unhighlight them now. Okay. All right. So, um, I, I guess I'll just touch on all three of them real quick. Um, by the way, we Chelsea did this Grin. backwards. You did this backwards. Sorry. What? You did album, artist, artist, album. Well, yeah, because I wanted it to oh, be symmetrical. You wanted to see, oh. Yeah. So it, it, I agree, it looked sense. weird on your side, but like, it it worked better. <laughs> so, <laughs> to, I'm sorry to interrupt your immediate moment. <laughs> no, it's fine. Um, yeah, so Chelsea Grin, um, to start with, I guess, at number 30. It's a banger. Um, some of, I mean, I haven't, I haven't gone too far into Chelsea Grin's discography outside of this, and, um, and then sing to the sing to the grave, which has been released since this album came out. Um, but it just goes hard. Like Tom Barber is obviously an insane vocalist, and we'll we'll come back to him uh, later in the list. But um, you know, just some the the just some of the instrumentals on this thing, especially as well, um, are insane. Um, I want to highlight Crystal Casket specifically. Um, I don't know what they're doing with the guitars on that. I'm not musically inclined in the slightest, but um, shit's insane. <laughs> um, and it, you know that carries throughout a good amount of the record. I think um, with the closer, uh, the closer is just one long breakdown. Like it's just a, it's just a, a fascinatingly heavy record. Um, Wolves at the Gate is. Ranger is very happy that this has even made my list at all. Um, I am nodding well, enthusiastically right now. 
he'll he'll have his chance to talk about the he'll have his chance to gush about this album later um but it's on my list it it uh it edged in over a couple other things um some of these uh, mainly the singles off of this um are incredible um i think it was shadows lights and fire are two incredibly catchy songs um the vocals on this are great throughout typically um yeah, I don't have a, a ton to say about it. I don't, I'm not huge on post-hardcore as a genre, typically. But this one this one kind of scratched an itch that I think others in the same vein couldn't. Um, and then Aviana, uh, Aviana's Corporation. Um, it's kind of what we were... It, I feel like it's very... It's on the heavier side of like standard metalcore, but... Um, this thing rips like it, it's um i forget what the the vocalist's name is um what the one guy's name is either. but i don't remember uh i will look that up when i get the chance um we do love you by the way well yeah you're great <laughs> um you, you you killed it on this thing um yeah as i mean especially for it being a one-man project this thing is incredibly well produced it's incredibly uh, technically it's not the other members are just anonymous Oh, are they actually like official members of They're the band? Official members, it's not been named. Okay. <laughs> uh, also, his name is Joel Holmquist. Joel, that's correct. Yes. Uh. Um, yeah. So I, that's from what I heard is that they just are anonymous. It's not, um, that there's just no one there. I thought it was one person, but yeah. Um. But yeah, like I like I was saying, obviously, I think everything I said still applies in that it's it's you know it's incredibly well performed, it's incredibly well produced. Um, it's, it, the the one thing that dragged me down on this is that it's not something that I've gone back to a whole lot, and I'm I'm not entirely sure what that is, why that is, because it's a good project, but something I I I think. Something I can't put my finger on has has kept me from kind of returning to this more more often. So that's why it's at twenty eight. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. All right, for me, uh, my thirty was I prevails true power. Once again, uh, metalcore's most f- one of the most finely tuned metalcore projects of this past year, like. If you want, like, the standard metalcore package, you've got We Came As Romans, you've got I Prevail, you've got Aviana. We Came As Romans is the middle grounds. Avian- the I Prevail is a little bit heavier, but a little bit light at times, too. And Aviana's that, like, heavier side of it. I Prevail for, like, 15 songs keeps me entertained for quite a bit of the time. There's... I think two songs on there that I just wasn't a big fan of, but for the most part, this was just a straight up really, really nice banger. And I really just enjoyed it to the fullest there. I haven't gone back to it and it doesn't blow anything out of the water for what metalcore I've heard before. But I think that I prevails next album. One million percent 
could easily just like shoot up there for a top 10 or even top 15 contender. Um, it's a very good, it, it, it sort of builds off of what trauma was, I think. And I think this is even further because, you know, the, you know, it's very mainstream metalcore, but it's good. It's good. Yeah. If this came on the radio, I'd be like, fuck yeah, let's go. Like if, if, if metal was allowed on the radio to actually be allowed on the radio, and this came on, I would never turn it off because I'd be like, yeah, sure. Let's put on body bag. Let's put on, um, there's fear and letting you go. Uh, let's put on doomed. Let's put on other stuff. It, we, 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 know, we came as robots on, on fucking radio. <laughs> What'd you say? Can you imagine if they put body bag on fucking radio? <laughs> oh, it'd be great. I would it'd be great. It. It'd be incredible. <laughs> Um, so that's why it has to be 30. I still wanted to put it in my list, even though mathematically it probably should have been a little bit lower, but I really thought I wanted to talk about it because I still really enjoyed it for quite some time up until maybe the end of October, November when some other stuff came on and that just kind of took over my brain. Uh, my, my number 29 is straight from the path euthanasia. This is a band I've known about since uh, 2015, 2016. And for me, they were just a political, I'm angry band and fuck Trump band. And I'm going to be honest, I was tired of hearing stuff about Trump. And when I go to a concert, that's Architects, Stray from the Path, and I, th- I swear it was Make Them Suffer too, which was a nutty combo. Uh, and he's talking about Trump and stuff. It's like, yeah, that's great in the moment, but also, do I want to listen to the music that is just heavy, 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 but also politic, politics, 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 corrupt government? And it's like it's always just been the topic of stuff all the time. And then this comes on, and it is just comically heavy and disgusting. And the subjects actually connect with me because there's been so much stuff happening in the last two to three years that has erupted. Uh, we're both from the United States, by the way, just for this context to make sense. Um, Couldn't tell. <laughs> well, we could be Canadian. Anyway. Uh, fair, true. Uh, it. There's been some screwed up shit. Simple as that. And Straight From The Path embodies that so, so well. The only very reason... justifiably yeah, angry justifiably so. The only reason it's not higher is because I'm not going to spam this album every moment because I don't want to be angry at the world all day long while working at my job. My job requires me to have a positive look at life, not just a negative look at life. So, this is a great album. For a personal perspective, I cannot have this any higher. However, I give this album super high regards. Maybe, I think, two songs on here were very experimental, and I just wasn't a big fan of them. But, overall, still a really nice album. Lastly, Aviana. Um, Basically, what Parker said, or Parak said, sorry. (laughs) Um, I mean, 
we know. I mean, we never really talked about this. Is there a reason why we're using our tags instead of our actual names? Because I, I feel like it's weird to just be like, "Oh, this is Ranger Squid." Okay. Like, I'm I'm Evan. We, I said we might as well figure this out now on on live on recording. I just that's call Evan. Him bitch. I'm Parker. <laughs> I just call him bitch all the time. So he's a we bitch. usually open up with bitch. Yeah. Um, be like, anyway. what's, up, what's up, bitch? So Aviana, Fuck you. Anyways. the singles are an absolute banger. Um, I think Oblivion, and no, sorry, Obsession is my absolute favorite, um, and Oblivion as well. It's really, really, really good, and I, I think it's their debut or their second. It For me, is it's one of the, it's. I think it's like second. For me, it's yeah. the that's good, but their next album is going to be great. It's like, seriously, if it's already made a top 30 list for me, it's in contention for like top 20, top 10 the next time they release something. Uh, a good example of that is the Anchors Breathe from 2019. They're releasing it out most likely this year, and that is immediately going to be in contention for top 10 without even listening to most of the singles in the last month or so. <laughs> so Avion oh, yeah, I really... Did listen. I did go and listen to that, by the way. Which we can oh. talk about that on another on another episode, but... Um, hold hold you know. on. I'm sorry. I have to actually browse... By the way, we have 400 albums to listen to. Yeah. <laughs> uh, if we didn't mention, we... So, did you rate it? I don't think I gave it a rating yet. You didn't give it a rating. Okay, fine. Not yet. But uh Okay, so also let's throw this in here. We have 400 <laughs> albums to go through that we've wanted to to go through ourselves that we said, "Hey, let's throw these albums in for fun." Um our list climbed from 300 to 400 in one week alone the last week. Uh and this we also combined our 2022 list before then. So that was before or after the 2022 were added in there. Anyway, we have a lot of albums to cover. Uh, and we're going to be talking about nearly all of them. We're going to be talking about different areas in music. Um, probably once a month or whatever we listen to. However many episodes we get through with this. Uh, we're going to start off with the early years. So we're going to start from like the 90s. And going all the way up to about the 2000s, mid 2000s. And then we're going to do another one for 2005, 2010. We're going to figure that out. But we have 400 yeah. albums to get through. There's a lot it's of talking to be done. It's a lot of stuff. It'll probably be like, uh, yeah, it's gonna, it'll be like early 90s with a, maybe a dip into the 70s. I don't know. I haven't decided if we'll. There's if a I'll few albums at best. Really, it's because I have it's no interest only, in that. Is it, I said, because it's, do you want to do Pink Floyd or not? <laughs> All right, so, uh, also, I'm just going to say this. I mm -hmm. don't really remember my 30 to 10. I remember what my 10 is, but I don't remember my 30 to 10, the order. So this is a surprise for you, too. <laughs> this is mostly a surprise for me, so um, nice. I'm going to start these ones off. Okay. Ocean's 8 Alaska. This is one of the first uh, metalcore bands I really found back in the early, early days of me finding metalcore that I loved. Um did someone say breakdowns and Ocean City Alaska responded with yes. And then a breakdown inside a breakdown and then a breakdown inside a breakdown inside a breakdown. 
And then they said, this is disgusting. Let's add more disgusting in here and some electronic lo-fi bits in here because we can. This is disgustingly heavy. Not everything works with me, but seriously, this is an incredible album. Um, Dream Wake. Metalcore with a saxophone. Do I need Can't to say wrong. more? Honestly. Can't go wrong. A saxophone that beautifully intertwines with metalcore elements of light, heavy, instrumental sections. They let every member shine. It's just... Oh. Speaking of instrumentals, Polyphia, remember that you will die. This was actually in contention for top 10 for two months. <laughs> because i haven't revisited anything that's not the instrumental singles since they've been released except for um reverie and the audacity the two other instrumentals in the beginning with brass tracks and then the regular one uh it's really really good uh if you want context for my top songs of 2022 playing out is my second most played uh, and then there's another one. That's crazy. Yeah, it. Um, the only song that beat it out was "Second Sun" by Silent Planet, which, uh, for context, four of yeah. my five songs are Silent Planet ones. Even though I just grinded that out in the very beginning of the year, yeah. and I didn't listen to it at all from March onwards, and yet it still beat out everything else. I desperately need to go and revisit Iridescent. Yeah. Because Anyways, so Polyphia, like <laughs> Polyphia said, "Do you want instrumentals? Do you want a guitar that makes you want to cry because it's so technically heavy?" And they brought you two guitars that are insane. They brought you a drumist that's insane. They brought you a bassist that's insane. They brought you features of Steve Vai, Sophia Black, brass tracks, other people that I do, I should know but I don't remember. It's insane. <laughs> Chimera. Uh, I think it was on Snap Blood or something. Now? Yeah, but for me, those three embody like yeah, a very you know. alternative, alternative metal that I love, but also instrumental rock too. Because like Ocean's Day Alaska is like that metalcore, deathcore, electronic, electronic core. Dream Wake is that metalcore with a sax, so it's like. I don't know. And Polyphia's math. Like, I don't know. It's just like, I love those three as right there. I know Polyphia scored lower than the other two, but Polyphia was up there for the number of plays. It kept going back. I, I would just put on ABC on a daily basis, almost. <laughs> I did not like ABC when I first listened to it. And then and a it's... week later, you were like, okay, this is a banger. I'm like, yeah. I told you so. It's, it's it. Yeah, it's just the so Black incredibly catchy. Infectious for no like, reason. Sophia Black was so infectious in that song. It was like, yeah. Do I like this? I do want to. I love this. I do want to shout out the uh, the end of the music video. Oh, the where music, it, the, the music video it, honestly brought this up so much. It, it's so very good. Um, for anybody who hasn't watched it, basically, you know, it's the behind the scene, the scenes shot. They're on a green screen and they're just like throwing shit around, throwing tables, flipping, flipping shit, <laughs> and the screaming. Best part like, is is that, the best part is that Tim Henson is just having a straight face. And he's yeah. screaming. He's like, 
throwing uh, tables, throwing chairs. Yeah. Right. That's great. All right, you're 27 through 25 now. All right. So, Electric Callboy. I, I wish I liked this more than I did, honestly. Like, I wish I liked this more than I did. However, it's still a banger. It's still fun as hell. Um, you know, it's it's well performed. Like some of the uh, you know, we got the moves and pump it, especially are incredible songs. Like, unfortunately, it kind of dies off towards the middle for me. Um, like the I I forget what two tracks. The case in point, um, kind of mind reader and probably this is probably our happiest album on this list. Definitely. Yeah. Um, from Fuckboy to Arrow of Love. Unfortunately, I'm just not super crazy about. But then um, Parasite and Techno Train. Pick it back up. Banger. Techno Train especially is hilarious. Um, but yeah, it's just, it, it's an incredibly in, infectiously fun record that um, I wish I enjoyed more of. So that's why it's at 26, or uh, sorry, uh, 27. Pool Kids. Um, this one's probably one I need to revisit now that I think about it. But um, it's just, it's very, it's like emotional pop punk. And that's, it kind of, it scratches an itch a little bit. Um, especially songs like, um, I think it was, shit, what was it? Um, Conscious Uncoupling is great. Um, I really enjoy it. Uh, it comes with, uh, comes in waves. Um, like the hook on that is, is very nice. Um, Swallow and Couch, which I think you're, which I don't, if I remember correctly, you weren't huge, a huge fan of, I... um, are actually two of my favorites on that. Um, but yeah, it's just an it's just it's just a nice record that I I really need to spend more time with. Um and then Bloodywood Rock Shock, I believe is how you say that. Mm-hmm. Um it's it's Indian folk metal and it's fucking great. <laughs> um you know, it it the the track the sections of tracks that combine in these more traditional Indian instruments um especially like the flutes i fucking love flute in music (laughs) in like you know music where you might not necessarily see it that often um like it it is just it it meshes incredibly well um with the with the style that they're going for um the one thing that drags this down for me and prevents me from really revisiting this more often than i do is um i wish that they were just they just streamed in hindi like i don't i would prefer if they left the guy who raps in english off personally uh it just doesn't really fit the vibe i feel like of of the rest of the record um and on certain tracks it is it sounds very out of place um but then the guy the 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 guy who screams the the guy who does the uncleans is incredible he sounds great um one of the best i've heard this year um and him screaming in hindi just hits incredibly hard and then um i mean topically it's great as well it's very you know it's it's politically minded it, it they're they're talking about important things and so that's that's a good aspect of that i think as well it's like politics but also a little bit of hope core in there 
and it's basically what we, we came as Romans is because we came as Romans started off with very, very hopeful songs, very positive songs rather than like talking about um, Kyle and everybody. So while oh, yeah. bloody wood is not on my list, that's a little spoiler for me. I don't think the first song of an album got me as hooked except except for albums in my top 10 as bloody what's first song on that album that first song came in and i'm like okay i'm here but let's go like yeah what are we listening to and i am excited i am ready and it just worked for me so it's not on my list but it's definitely like okay this is still something really good the the opener and the closer so Gadar and uh, Shakla. Shakla, I could listen to that any day. Um, mm-hmm. Something about the chorus on that is just so bouncy um, that I... Oh, I, yeah, it's so bouncy. I love it so much. Yeah. All right. I'm going to speed this up ever so slightly. Ever so slightly. We're going to We're four. We're going to jump to all the way to number 20 as well. Oh, sick. Okay. Understandable. Uh... You can start this one. Okay. Um. So for my twenty-four, I got Boston Manor, uh, Datura, Datura, something like that. Datura. Um, Datura. That's what I thought it was. Um. Once again, wish I had spent more time with this. However, the 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 short amount of time I have given to this, um, it's only going to grow. Um. It's it's very well. It's very nice. It's very sad. <laughs> I think, um, like alt rock. Um, it sounds. It just sounds great. Um, you know, so I was listening to it today actually, and um, I think it was Inertia. Uh, Inertia was this track I remember pretty well. Um, let's see. Basically, I mean, basically, uh, floodlights on the square. That was the highlight I was thinking of. Bloodlights on the square is incredible. Um, just vocally, he's you know he sounds great throughout. Um, yeah, I don't have too much more to say other than that. Um, it's just incredibly good, and it's only going to grow on me. I think the more the more I spend time with it. Um, big th- uh, nope, never mind. Banks Arcade. This actually would go up um, on my list. Uh, if we were to do it now, um, oh, because of the really, you visited that much. I the last couple of days, I've actually been didn't been putting this one a lot. Okay. Yeah. So, um, you know, I'm more familiar with it now. I think it was originally at a seven point nine on our on our doc. I bumped it up to an eight point four. Um, okay. So I yeah, it would probably be about the eighteen to twenty range. Okay. Uh, if I were to, if I were to do the list today, um, but it's like it's it's really like it's fascinating alt metal that just um, the 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 guy's tone of voice, the vocalist, um, it fit, it's like vibey, heavy. It's not not necessarily in terms of like breakdowns, but just like lots of bass, um, like it. It's something that scratches an itch for me specifically. Um, I tend to lean towards those those types of tracks, um, those types of records. Um, 
And some of this is incredibly catchy on here too. Uh, Spark, Smile, um, Be Someone are all incredibly, both, both, they're incredibly catchy. They're emotional. They they hit that emotional itch for me a little bit. So, um, those are some of my highlights of that. Um, Big Thief. This is the <laughs> this is one of two that uh, Evan definitely Either didn't. myself or. Parker doesn't like. Also, I froze our cameras. Good job, myself. Again. Nice. Good job. Let's yeah, go. This is one of two of This is one of two on my list. I loved. Is it the one on your list yet? Or Parker loved. Yes. Um, we have Big Thief, Dragon New Mountain, I Believe in You. Um, this is a very... I haven't spent a ton of time with this, but it's, you know, it, it's very calming. It's a it's a complete vibe. It's like indie folk. The the woman who sings in it, I forget her name. Um, sounds incredible. Everybody performing it sounds incredible. Um, it's it's pretty sparse instrumentally typically, but um, it it makes up for it in just its lyrical emotional impact. I think. Um, so that's why this one's up as high as as that is. Um, Memphis Mayfire, uh, Memphis Mayfire's remade in Misery, is at number twenty one. Um, this thing's carried by the front half of the record. Um, I would probably drop it down. Um, in its current state, uh, the front half of this record carries and. That's uh, about all there is to it. Um, the singles, well, I mean, the front half is basically all the singles. Um, Blood and Water through Death Inside are incredible. Past that, the only ones I care about are Make Believe and Left for Dead, which were also singles. Um, everything else you can kind of just leave and not be missing out on much. Um, however, the tracks that I do love, incredibly catchy, incredibly groovy, um, just like standard metalcore. And that, that's kind of what, um, you know, like we, we already talked about I Prevail a little bit. Um, it's kind of what I wish it took a bit more of a page from I Prevail, <laughs> if that makes any sense. So, um, and then also, I also have Dreamwake. Uh, I have it up a little higher than uh, Evan does. Um, like he was talking about before, it's like, I think they've labeled themselves Wavecore. Which I think is incredibly fitting because there there's a lot of synthwave, um, both aesthetic and um, sound on this. Um, like you said, the you know the saxophone especially that takes that takes a big part in certain songs um, is incredibly well done. And it, it's the thing I I like about it a lot is that it it doesn't overdo it to the point where it becomes overbearing or uninteresting. You know, it, it's typically saved for, like, um, for specific sections of songs. It's not running all the way throughout, and it's a pretty, it's a fairly short record too, um, which I think, uh, you know, allows some of the songs on here to be really higher quality than they might otherwise be if they went for more. So, I'm a big fan of this. I've revisited, um, especially Lucid, the closer, a lot. It's a banger. Okay, I have three comments. You have three comments. Uh, 
for the I for about I prevail about mm-hmm. Memphis Mayfire taking a page from them. Honestly, you could have taken a few of the other songs on the album from I Prevail and made them singles. Memphis Mayfire, you couldn't have done the same. No, absolutely not. Uh, Big Thief, it just doesn't fit my style and it wasn't interesting to me. That is why it's not anywhere near this list. So You gave it like a two. <laughs> okay, you know what? It wasn't my style and it wasn't interesting. I didn't get past yeah. song three or something. And I haven't That's been bothered that to go back to it. it. Which is honestly kind of fair. It's like an hour. It's, it's like, like an hour plus long. It's eighty minutes. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Okay. So that's even more of a reason for me not to go visit it. Uh, and lastly, the only reason Dream Lake isn't higher is because I personally want more sax because I come from a band background and love the saxophone. So I want more Dream Lake. Give me more. The band. <laughs> oh God. Anyway, so, uh, my twenty four is Stand Atlantic, Fear. Uh, thank you, Sam and Marcus, for for talking about Stand Atlantic so much throughout the year and the last few years as well. This band just kind of hit that pop-punk vibe that I really enjoy. Um, a lot of songs are just so catchy. I just really enjoyed a lot of it. I only got a few listens of it before I before we did our final rankings, because it was one of the last albums I checked out. But honestly, I want to spend more time with it. And a lot of the songs that weren't even singles were incredible to me. Sorry. And yeah, honestly, it's just really, really good pop punk and a really nice introduction from from me to them, because I've heard about them so much. Uh, Bad Omens, The Death of Peace of Mind, Parker, uh, Parker will talk about this album just a little bit. I just a little bit. Really, just, a little bit. Uh, just, just so you also understand this concept, uh, The Death of Peace of Mind is my sixth most played song in 2022. If you did not know. Uh, I just didn't know it was that high. I, I didn't realize it was that high either. <laughs> I forgot. It's a banger though. So, this album, the singles hit so hard, and some of the non-singles hit so hard, and then some of the other songs just kind of are just filler space, it feels like. Um, like, f- take out three or four songs, and this album could have been immediately top 20 or top 10. Uh, this was... For for a while, this was really high up there, until I finally started looking at it and saying, "Okay, what songs do I actually love from this?" Also, Concrete Jungle is just such a wonderful, wonderful opener, and I love it so much. Um, yeah, Silverstein, Misery Made Me. I've listened to this band since I was a kid, uh, about well, sorry, actually about fifteen, sixteen when I really found metal. I love them. Uh, their last album did not do anything for me, but I'm going to revisit it. Hopefully it does change. Their 2017 album, though, hit such a niche little emo spot that I love. They are emo metal at its finest, and they do such a goddamn good job at it. Uh, so many bangers on this album that I cannot remember because we've listened to way too much music in the last two months. Um really really good i do have more to say on that too 
Yeah, I know. It, oh, yeah. It, he it, has it, more to say on that. Sleeping with Sirens, complete collapse. I love it. I love Callan's voice. P- Parker does not like I don't. post-hardcore. I don't. Everyone starts to notice that. Uh, this, coming from someone who hasn't really listened to Sleeping Sirens before, was such a nice little treat for exactly what I love about Kellen Quinn as a vocalist. Um, I've heard features of him. I've heard singles from different albums since all the way back in 2010, all the way up to now. Uh, it just hit, it hit just right. And it, it just missed top 20 because there were still a few songs that didn't really work for me. And it wasn't like what I perfectly love about post-artcore, but it was still an absolute banger. And my 20 that did make it was Palo Royale Fever Dream, which Parker will also talk about. Palo Royale is... <laughs> we found them and we both immediately said... This is very good. It was one of the few albums that we immediately both said. Either this is, like... We are often either really high on an album or really low at the start. And usually come to a consensus about, like, okay, it's alright. Or one of us is way too negative about it. Or one too way too positive about it. There was maybe five albums in total that we agreed just were, okay this is incredible or this is really good our number one i think our number eight and seven combined because that was the one that we uh had a crossover on yeah and maybe one or two others i can't remember right now i can think of a couple yeah yeah but palo royale was one of those that we both listened to it and we're like i love this I'm mm-hmm. really enjoying this. And even the non-singles, we were like, okay, this is really good. And even after, uh, I don't know where his ranking of it is. I don't remember. But he rated it high because we both agreed. It was just like, yeah, this is exactly the mix of alternative rock metal aspects and radio-friendly alternative that works. And it's so, so nice it's like I think it's like fifty five minutes. It doesn't feel like that. Yeah, it doesn't feel that fine. Long. It feels it, like it flows very smoothly. Um, I think "Broken" in the middle of it is such a nice track too. I wanted to comment on that. Also, thank you to State of the Scene again for that pick because it was such a good find. Um, and you talked so highly about it. I said, okay, let's go to this next. This was one of the few that I was like. Yeah, we need to talk about this one together. It, anyway. it completely exceeded my expectations of it going in. Yeah, which I'm I, I expected not to like it at all. Oh yeah, because I think we had done Thornhill and Static Dress, and I was yeah. mid on those, and then Pal Royale said, "Hold my beer." Yeah, I think we, yeah we kind of did all those in a similar similar time frame, and yeah, we did their top 20 unofficially yeah all right um but yeah uh, I'll, I'll have more to say on this I, when that comes up all right i'm gonna keep going for four of them and yes, sir. we actually had sorry we had three whether i liked it or he or parker liked it and one of us hated it the polar mm-hmm. opposite 
albums, we'll call yeah. them. Uh, this is not one of them. Darko US. Uh, I said this when we were doing our original announcement of rankings. Uh, Tom Barber, please marry us. We love you. We love your vocals. Tom Barber is my dad. Please, <laughs> please, please be our dad. We we will accept you. We we are uncle. Please, we'll accept you. I have a crazy Fuck uncle, so like I don't know. I'm 20. I'm not married. <laughs> I'm, 20, I'm 27. I'm not married. So I don't, uh, I don't have. I'm a sorry. Did you say like, alternative yeah. deathcore? Because this is what this is. The features are insane. The singles are insane. The original songs are insane. It, I, I cannot put into words how much this album is enjoyable. I think there's maybe one song on here that just wasn't right for me. But, oh my god, do I love every song on this album so much. Like, And the other song is just okay. But it's still better than quite a bit of the deathcore that I listened to. Um... That also came out in 2022. Um, one that comes up is that won't be mentioned is Fit for an Autopsy. Uh, Fit for an Autopsy just it didn't fully mesh with me, but some of the songs were really good. Some of the songs were not as good as what Darko U Darko US put out. Uh, Darko US is incredible, and they even put out an EP at the end of the year that after we like. It was insane. Like it's like, oh hey, here's an EP to throw at you too. <laughs> With the, a the um, feature that he just goes full deathcore for the yeah. last minute of it, which is I <laughs> Landon Tours doing fucking deathcore growls was not something I need I knew I needed in my life. But uh now I want more of it. He he um, brought it about during the um the first two albums of the plot in you. He yeah. brought like a heavier side. But not that heavy. Yeah, I was like, because I I haven't gone and done um could you watch your children burn yet? So oh, I'm wondering that... if that type of thing shows up more often because it wasn't on it wasn't really on mm -hmm. happiness and self destruction. The first six Bang songs albums, the way, are pretty. incredible on that album, 100. Mm -hmm. percent Yeah. Okay. Muse, Will of the People. Parker it's, hates this album. I'm just gonna this, say it right there. It's so dog shit. I have been listening to Muse since I was a literal child. I think since about like eight or nine years old. I have followed them devotedly since then. Drones was a shit album. The the Simulacarum, whatever it's called, their 2018 album or 2020 album, whichever one, was a good jump back into their sound. This was the perfect version of what I want from Muse. Simulation Theory was their 2018 this is, yeah, simulation theory. Okay. So, Muse made a 37-minute album, which is shorter than any of their other albums, and unironically embodied their exact sounds in a single album for the first time ever. They had not done this before because they always had done instrumental pieces or symphonic pieces, and... To be honest, I actually really miss those. Once they were gone, I was like, where the fuck are they? Why aren't they here anymore? Um, I love this album. I actually, funny enough, don't like the Halloween song. It's, I, it just, it's bad. <laughs> okay, ignore Parker over there. So he's just... He doesn't matter right now. Uh, 
I'll interject I all I want. <laughs> I love all of their early work, all the way from the very first album, all the way up to the second law. Yes, I love the second law. Not many people do. I love it. Drones is their worst album by a mile. Will the People embodies everything about their original work with elements of their newer electronic rock alt sounds. And it combines a little bit of metal in there, like the very hint of it. Not much. And maybe people are like, oh, my God, Muse has a breakdown. It's like, okay, that's great. But it just sounds like Muse. Like, do people not check out previous Muse at all? No? Okay, cool. I love Muse. This album is exactly what I'm looking for now because the last two albums have not been that great. Not since The Second Law, which was their last good album. Um, yeah. Future Palace, I, run. Post-hardcore, sorry. debut can album. I, can I interject real yes. quick? I, you know, When we were doing our original reveals of of our lists, of, like a month ago probably, uh, we, you know, we were like, it's not, it's not the time for the negativity on Muse. I need to get out why I hate this fucking album, bro. Okay. Uh, let <laughs> me get through give, the last give two. two minute, give me two minutes of your time. Nope. And... Let me get through the last two, and I will give okay. you the full we, time. We'll work our way back. We'll work our way back. Okay. Future Palace, run. Post-hardcore debut album from Germany. Vocalist is incredible. This album benefited from re-listens so much. It was really, really good on the re-listen. The first time listening, I was like, this is just Okay. Turns out this is exactly the post hardcore I love. Um, I love post hardcore. I've just figured that out over time. <laughs> uh, not everything about post hardcore, but most parts are post hardcore. Really, really good. Thousand Below. Funny enough, I've actually spent more time on this, and I probably would place it just about one or two places higher in theory. I've just spent like time listening to these singles. Um, some of the singles are just or some of the songs on it are just incredible. I love listening to them. When they put, I put my playlist on shuffle, it's like 850 songs, but somehow Thousand Below keeps pi pushing up there like, hey, we're still here too. And I really enjoyed it. it I just wish I had more time with it. Uh, I believe you saw them in concert and loved it. They were on the, the Concrete Jungle Tour. Um, That's it, yeah. That I went so, to and whispered. Yeah, he saw them live. I wish I had seen them live. I wish I got a ticket in time, but unfortunately I did not. So anyway, here is the full... I'm going to put on a timer just for you. How long How long do I get? How long do I get? You're going to get two minutes and 15 seconds. Two minutes and 15 seconds? I'll take it. Hold on one sec. Okay. Just so you know, I do not agree with anything that Parker says here. It's okay, because, you know, my, my opinion's obviously right. just better. So. On my phone, just so that YouTube sees. If you can see that, 2 minutes, 15 seconds. All right. 2 minutes, 15 seconds. Go ahead. All right, so where do I where do I start? This thing is horribly produced. This thing is, sounds awful on most of the songs that I remember. Um, I would like to specifically highlight... Um, the closer we are fucking fucked um as particularly horrendous on about every front that i hate this album um horribly produced cringe lyrics on a whole nother level um matt bellamy as a vocalist i 
cannot stand um <laughs> the way he sings that just it's an obvious uh, obviously that's not a uh a knock against him technically on a like on a that's not a, that's not a personal attack that's a I I do not like his technique personally. Um, I it's just a, every song is a slog. Um, how what was it? Liberation I think is just straight up a Queen song, but like a bad Queen song. Um, it it's it, it's horrendous. It's horrendous. Uh, the will of the people, the title track. The will of the people, the will of the people, the will, the will, the genuinely horrible. Um, I cannot stand that line that repeats probably a good 50 times throughout the song. Um, compliance sound, the synths on it are horrible, just genuinely terrible. Um, let's see, what else can I shit on? Uh, you make me feel like it's Halloween in this grand political scheme that is this album um it's completely out of place and it doesn't even sound good um the especially the processing on the vocals the um the part where he's like it's halloween like it's halloween um whatever i don't know it's not like a vocoder but the 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 processing that is on his vocals is it's not good i don't like it so I'll leave it at that. Okay. I will, that's, enough for the, that's enough of the negativity on this album for today. <sighs> did I, how much Christ. time did I use? Did I, did I use my full two minutes, 15 you, seconds? Or... Did you not hear the timer go off? No, I didn't. Oh, well, uh, it it didn't went, go right when you said, I don't think I can go any farther. Perfect. I didn't know my sense of time was that good. <laughs> okay. Um. Now that the negativity is out of the way, Parker. Let's go back to being positive and we can go to an album that I know you are very negative on. <laughs> no? We have Fit for an Autopsy. Well, uh, sorry. This section contains an album that you are very oh. negative on. Uh, anyways, Fit for an Autopsy. Oh, we have four. We have four yeah. Polar albums. Oh, did you forget about this one? I did not remember that this was on your list. This is, See, this is this is the surprising factor, not just for the viewers, but for yes. me as well. See, oh, and yeah, exactly. Like, I've been that, on a grind I don't even know of, what half this stuff is on his list is. I've um, been on a grind of '90s music in the last week or two weeks, and it's been yeah. insane. Mm -hmm. Not, not, not insanely good, necessarily okay. from your point of view, but we'll go. Um, we'll call, yeah, we'll call it mid. Um. But yeah, fit for an autopsy. Um, this was not something I was necessarily expecting to be on a list on this list when I first listened to it. But um, you know, I think towards the the beginning of the year, before we really started getting into like listening to a ton of stuff, like in the last two months, um, I was like, I'm not a huge deathcore guy. I'm just not. Turns out I had never heard good deathcore before because we've have two just in this section alone um i can think of at least a couple others that are in the list or at least one other that, are, that is in the list um i think so but regardless um this thing just hits hard and 
it does something that I, I wish a lot of other deathcore albums would i well maybe death I, I guess i shouldn't say that deathcore albums don't do it they did it in a way that i liked a lot um and they slow down the pace it's not just constant blast beats and um like stupid breakdowns they they on certain songs especially i think the closer which is probably my favorite song on the entire record um is i think a very good example of that from what i remember um yeah it's just it it's very well made um deathcore and you know vocally it's it's very good as well that was something i noticed um and it makes me want to go back to their other stuff because i know they have at least three or four albums from previous previous years that we could go and check out the man that i was not love that track that's what it's called um yeah just incredible um we get to i prevail true power for me um this thing just is is i i'm honestly i'm okay with this being like the the mainstream metalcore because this is very good um it's i i would like to say that i brian and eric no that, that's not his name eric brian is his is name it is brian okay yeah brian and eric um eric is one of the best one of the best if not the best unclean vocalist in the scene in my opinion um he's definitely up there he sounds uh, incredible um, um you know hmm? sebastian rory rodriguez but I, I unclean vocalist specifically i think i said but uh okay 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 fair 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 I'll in terms of vocalist overall i can agree with you when it comes to okay. specifically dirty vocals yeah I agree. yeah okay um eric is the the fucking man um the the his and I, they have one of the best dynamics i think between vocalists in a band mm -hmm. that i've heard ever um it synergizes super super well exactly and it has a um, for me it has a lincoln park vibe between chester and um uh mike chester right. between chester and mike when they used yeah. to just hop back and forth all the time <clears throat> i prevail does the same thing i think you would just agree on that part sorry just yeah yeah i do, I, I do agree with that um to like i i'm trying to bad things i think is a song that highlights that especially well mm -hmm. um doomed is one i i especially enjoy pointing that out with is um you know eric obviously doesn't usually sing he sounds great singing too so on on the on this one track that he does it um closure uh is great choke um has one of the best hooks this thing is very hooky this is a very hooky record um some of the best hooks in the game um like i said choke um basically the the first four tracks um there's fear and letting go the breakdown when eric screams there's nothing's permanent never fails to make me like bang my head on the floor <laughs> from like me, breaking my self destruction yeah self-destruction is incredible too i love the um the like the chromatic scale down yeah it's it yeah it works it's probably my favorite song on the album 
mm-hmm. like body bag is like mediocre compared to self destruction, honestly. Yeah, that's the that is the one that's. I mean, I love body bag still, but I think it's definitely grown off of me in comparison to other tracks on this, which mm-hmm. I wasn't necessarily expecting when it dropped because I was like, this song's fucking insane. Like, holy shit. Um, and it's still insane. It still is probably their heaviest song. It, it's it's certainly up there at least. Um, bad things. It also has a sick like a sick breakdown on it. There, there's doom influences all over this thing. Which like I don't think you can really go wrong with Doom, um, with Doom music. So yeah, that uh, that's my that's what I that's all I have to say about that. Shadow of Intense Elegy, um, another entry into the I thought Deathcore was bad and now it's good <laughs> um, list. Uh, once again, showing that Chris Wiseman is an insane songwriter. Um, bunch of a bunch of stuff on here hits really well it it manages to make it impactful throughout a whole record i think um especially uh blood in the sands of time uh is probably is pretty much my favorite off of that album um i do wish i spent more time with this i want to spend more time with this um of course, listening to eighty, like roughly eighty albums in the span of in the span of like two months, uh, makes it hard to do that. But um, I could absolutely see this growing when I when I'm able to spend more time with it. Um, it it initially grew off of me on a re-listen, but now that I think I'm more familiar with it, I think I could, I could see it going back up again. Um, and then the the best the best punk record of the year. Soul Glow, Diaspora Problems. Um, this was the record that we used to find out that Squid doesn't like hardcore punk. <laughs> yeah. He very much does not like hardcore punk. I'll take um, 10 um, seconds. It, you made it through the first song, I think. I made it quit. through the first song and wanted to punch a hole in my wall because of how much I despise the vocals and the lyrics. The name of the name of the songs and the album was the only thing that kept this album from being a literal zero. I do not enjoy this in any regard, so everything I say, Parker can ignore, and he can go on to explain why he thinks this is actually an okay album. Do you, do you want your once I'm done? Do you want your two minutes and fifteen seconds? No, because I only got no. to the first song. Why do I have to talk That's about fair. it? That's fair. I did at least give Muse two full yeah, listens. You listened to it. I couldn't so. physically get through it. Um, I I just have a stronger constitution than you. What can I say <laughs> when it wow, comes to, okay. to okay. <laughs> So we're we gonna roast each other now. I guess so. Week I mean, what week else, one, like, episode one. We're gonna roast right. each other already. Well, we do that half the time anyway. Literally, our, our entire greeting is calling each other bitch. Like, yeah, we can have some. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, this is um. Once again, another record I spent. I wish I spent more time with. Um, this was pretty late in the the two month stretch of spamming albums to listen to of of spamming album new albums. Um, I had actually heard about this one a while ago. Um, I think I, I for whatever reason I saw it on um the Fantano channel. I think it was, and I was like, hey, that looks that's an interesting album cover. And then it, when it came time, you know, we were sort of getting back into all this. Um, I was like, you know, we'll throw it on the list. And then it, it slapped. 
it was good. Um, I typically don't do like punk like this. Um, it's just not been. I haven't. Well, first off, I haven't really dived too much into the genre like this. But um, I'm wishing I do more of it in the future because this is very good. Um, I'm hoping they put out more like this. Um, it's just incredibly. It's just an insane record, like, but all it, it, at the same time, it it's not so insane that it doesn't have a groove to it. I'm a big groove guy. I like being able to to move with a song. Um, Gold Ching Punk does that. Um, Jump or Get Jumped by the Future does that very well. Um, like you said, some of the the best song titles of the year on this. Um, spiritual level of gang shit specifically. Um. But also, it's it's a very, it's a very real record. Um, a bunch of the things that they're they're talking about on this are very real. Um, I think it was what was it that I was thinking? What was the what was the song I was thinking of? Um, I think Dripanomics is definitely falls into that. Um, and then I think it was God bless y'all real good. I think is one of those. They were um was another one that I was thinking of. Um just a very, very I don't even know how I don't even know how to phrase it. It's good. We'll, we'll leave it at that. I'm not gonna hold up everything. It's late. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um but yeah, it's good. Uh okay. So what we're gonna do is we are gonna do a quick transition to the next day because I actually have work tomorrow and I need to wake up. So anyway I have class. and so. here is tomorrow. Boom. And we're back. It's just like a whole new day. I have a whole new shirt on. I'm more tired than I was yesterday. Uh, we're recording even later than we were. <laughs> yeah, we were supposed to start recording at 9.30. It's now 10.20. Uh, I blame Parahax for part of that. Because he wasn't home till 10 minutes ago. I'm not very punctual when it comes to He's not. He's terrible. Like He's worse than I am. And I'm pretty bad. Mm -hmm. So, anyway. yeah, this is great times. Great times. We're going to, I'm going to be honest, until my top 10, I'm not going to speak much about my, the last four I have. Mm -hmm. I don't even remember what I said they were last night. We, I went <laughs> back and looked at them and then today I've forgot. forgotten everything that I looked at. Nice. Nice. Anyway, let's uncover. Oh, for audio listeners who may have maybe paused it or whatever. Uh, I'm just going to run down 30 to 15 for me, and then uh, uh, Parker can run through 30 through 15 on his list. Uh, for my honorable mention, I'm just going to mention it. Dayseeker, Dark Sun. Um, that's my 31. Oh my god, can you stop having issues already? I'm trying to record the podcast, and you cats are having issues. We love the cats. Ah. <sighs> Gotta open you the know door. What? I'm just gonna keep this in because it's actually more funny yeah. and more realistic. It's 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 yeah, it's more interesting. Okay, go. It adds some variety. I don't know how to fill I don't know how to fill the dead air, but you know. <laughs> okay. Okay. What cat was that? Which cat was that? It was two of them. One hates Which the cat? other, the other one's trying to play. I see. Through a closed door. <laughs> Oh, great. Anyway, 
Even better. My number 31 is Dark- Dayseeker Dark Sun. My number 30 is I Prevail's True Power. My number 29 is Stray from the Path, Euthanasia. My number 28, Aviana Corporation. 27 is Ocean's Eight Alaska, Disparity. 26, Dream Wake Virtual Reality. 25, Polyphia, Remember That You Will Die. 24, Stand Atlantic, Fear. Bad o- uh, 23, Bad Omens, The Death of Peace of Mind. 22, Silverstein, Misery Made Me. 21, Sleeping with Sirens, cl- Complete Collapse. I almost went through that completely. Uh, number, 20, number 20, Palo Royale, Fever Dream. Number 19, Darko US, Oni. Number 18, Muse, Will of the People. Number 17, Future Palace, Run. Number 16, Thousand Below, Hell Finds You Everywhere. I just realized we haven't revealed my number 15, so 30 through 16. 30 through 16. It, yeah, it, it counts. All right. I mean, oh, this was his, yeah, whatever. Anyways, my honorable mention, my number 31, We Came as Romans, Dark Bloom. Uh, my number 30 is Chelsea Grin's Suffer in Hell. 29 is Wolves at the Gate, Eulogies. Uh, number 28 is also Aviana's Corporation. Number 27 is Electric Cowboys Techno. Number 26 is Pool Kids Self-Titled. Um, number 25 is Bloodywood Rock Shock. Um, number 24 is Boston Manor's Datura. Uh, number 23 is Banks Arcade's Future Lovers. Number 22 is Big Thief's Dragon New Warm Mountain, I Believe in You. Uh, number 21, Memphis Mayfire's Remade in Misery. Number 20, Dreamweight Virtual uh, Reality. Uh, number 19 is Fit for an Autopsy's Oh What the Future Holds. Number 18, I Prevail's True Power. Number 17, Shadow of Intense Elegy. And number 16, Shadow uh, Shadow Glow. That is not the Shadow name. Glow. Shadow Glow? <laughs> that sounds cool. That's not the name, though. Soul Glow's Diaspora Problems. All right. Yep. To reveal our 15 through 11 now. And I'm going to start off with this one just to do it. Okay. Well, we have a hot take here. Uh, this is our final album of the Polar Opposites. Parker hates yeah. this album. He I do. not like the clean vocalist. Just doesn't like how he does it, whatever. I've followed Secret since I mainly found most metalcore bands. Uh, Amity Fliction really got me into the other stuff in the area. And Secrets was also one of those bands that popped into my radar. And I fell in love with them. Their last album, I really enjoyed. A lot of people didn't like because it wasn't their same sound or whatever. But it's it was still good. There were still some really good songs on it. This album is incredible. I could not put it down for a very long time. This and my number three album were like some of my most played throughout the entire summer by a mile. Um, I think this came out in like May or June. I didn't stop putting this down and it had a fight with my other one that came out earlier that year. A little hint of what that is. And uh yeah, I I enjoyed it a lot. I had a lot of fun with it. I mean, it's a sad record, but it's really, really nice. Really, really good. Once in a while, the production is a little bit awkward. But honestly, that is not much for me because the album is still an absolute banger all the way through and it is exactly what I want from Secrets. That is heavy, but also some really really nice lyricism that just connects with me uh my number 14 is avoids cult mentality (laughs) when i say uh when parker was talking about 
having fun with Electric Callboy. This was a different type of fun. This is like the, we're going to go smoke weed with our friends, have a good time, and just chill out and find something to do. Stoner party bored, metal. <laughs> it's stoner party metal. Exactly. It's not Attila, which is like college party rave metal deathcore. But it is stoner party metal that is so much fun and such a banger. And we saw them live. We got introduced to them live. And the charisma of the lead singer honestly seriously jumped them up a good 10 spaces more than they probably should have been in theory. So probably but then I kept playing. Definitely like top two live set that I've ever seen. I haven't seen a ton of shows, but I of the shows I've been to, easily like top two, if not top one. Like, Having you only seen energy two? is incredible. I want to see them again. Haven't you seen only two? Three, because I had um. <laughs> okay, that's fair. <laughs> um, <laughs> so not me, you're I not seen... too far off. I had um well because we had the um Swan Song tour in Boston. Oh, we had current concrete. Yeah, concrete and then uh, we had the, con- I had the concrete jungle tour in Worcester, and then um the current holiday party and show Hartford. whatever it was called the holiday bash down in Hartford. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, honestly avoid. He was as charismatic as when I saw, um, who was it? Crown the empire's lead singer in 2019. He, he was incredible. Like I didn't go for crown the empire. I went for the other acts in it, but it was so much fun being there and listening to crown the empire's lead singer. Just talk to us. And the same energy with Avoid's lead singer. And they were just the initial act. And then after it was Kane Hill, which was another incredible act afterwards. So, look, if you want fun, enjoyable metal that still has some disgusting breakdowns and some gnarly riffs in there too, this is the band for you. Like, seriously. And this, I think, is their either they de- their debut or their second album. And it is already this good. There's some things that I wish they expanded more on, but that's only for the second album to, or third album to continue with. Um, and then we've got Counterparts, a eulogy for those still here. Puma, we miss you dearly. And this album deserves every praise for being the saddest song about a cat who passed away just just during the beginning of COVID. And I can actually fully relate to that because my cat of 16 years passed away in June of 2020. Um, it genuinely was one of the hardest things to do because that cat was basically my son as I considered him. And so when I listen to this album and it's literally was my about, child, <laughs> I, I literally considered it my child. Yeah. Um, when when I heard when I saw Brendan talking on Twitter about the fact that this was about Puma, most of the songs are about Puma, it just ripped into my soul. And while Parker is it's not on his list, I'll spoil that for him. Yeah. Solely because of like the vocals just don't work with him and the style of it doesn't work with him. But for me Brendan's a good screamer, obviously. He's a very he good is. unclean vocalist. It's just I I I can't even put my finger on why yeah, I necessarily it just doesn't dislike work it. Directly I just with you. it doesn't click with me very well. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. No, it's it's completely fair, and I understand why, because up until this year, I wasn't the absolute biggest fan of Counterparts. I still liked them, just not... They weren't my number one bands. But lyrically... Look, I, I talk... I, I talked about how Dayseeker has some heartbreaking songs. Um, trying to remember the line. I carve uh, an I, I carve goodbye with, fallen angel with a fallen angel's spine. Yeah, that. Some of the lyrics on this album still get me chills. Um, and, and for me. Chills are a really, really good thing. I think the first time I ever really had that was in high school with one of the songs we were playing. Out of nowhere, I felt a full chill in my body because of what we were playing and how it sounded. It sounded amazing. And it just, it made me realize, I'm like, okay, this is when I love this, like, specific music. And for me, Counterparts, when those lyrics come on, a chill comes in my body. Um, I haven't gone back to it as much as I want to, but it deserves as much praise as I'm giving it. Electric Callboy. Okay, we're we go from stoner party metal to I am depressed and want to kill myself because of my cat, which is completely fair. Yeah. To let's to go out and party and rave and have the best metal. of our life. Like the avoid and electric callboy need to bring counterparts out for a drink and have some fun. Let's just bring you know Brandon Murphy out there too. You know um, what the um you know how Electric Cowboy announced that North American tour in August oh, and September? Avoid. If they bring a void on that, that is going to be the greatest fucking show. Honestly. <laughs> I hope to God they do. Smoke some weed right on stage. Who cares? Literally. Like <laughs> anyway. Uh, I I can't say enough about how much I love this album. Um at first, Spaceman was not even that good and now i could sit there and listen to that song so much and just sing the chorus every single time it came on the other day i started singing the chorus i'm like i didn't even like the song at first what the fuck am i doing fuck boy is so catchy and so goddamn like earworm level annoying that it works every time um and i honestly love the non-singles um parasite is so good arrow of love is amazing techno train neon okay so i i know that people love the heavy i love the new unclean vocalist i forget his name but neon brings out that exact like that showcase of his vocal range and it is beautiful just to hear him sing for three minutes and 20 seconds, whatever it is. And it is beautiful. And I love that all of their songs are so positive and happy and so lively. And it feels so nice because on the same day that we found this album or that we were looking to listen to this album, The Devil Wears Prada Color Decay came as well. And we agreed that because we knew that Broken was on that album, we had listened to that before, that we would listen to Color Decay, and then we'd have to listen to Electric Callboy, because we knew we'd be so depressed after Color Decay that, regardless if it was good or bad, 
that we would just need something fun and happy afterwards. And it worked and because we were such such a good mood after that we we could finally go to bed after that. Did, actually, didn't we do Electric Tallboy first? I no. thought we did. No, I no, thought we, we did. did. We swapped it. No, I should have started. No, we did do Electric Cowboy first. Yeah, we did Electric we went... Cowboy first and then did Color Decay. Because we were like, we went let's be back. happy before we then progressively just wanted, like. And then we did Techno Train. <laughs> and then we did Techno Train to end the night and we were happy. Did we do. I, I, that does sound vaguely familiar. Yeah. Okay. Electric Cowboy. Seriously. Was in the top 10 up until this list. I, I genuinely think up until this list. And the only reason it's out is because two or three albums jumped ahead into the top 10 within like a day or two of making this list because we found more albums that I didn't think would make this list and somehow climbed so high that I still am adamant about this. Also, I love how I said that I wouldn't talk much about this and here I am talking for like 20 minutes about this. Yes. It's it's ten thirty five, man. We gotta be on. Yeah. We gotta keep going. <laughs> Hollow front, the price of dreaming. Um, I'm. I'll be honest. This is exactly what metalcore needs to sound like as a date, as like a second album, because this is so, so nice. And I'm gonna be honest. Every track on here is very, very solid. My only complaint is there is not one track that, maybe there's like one or two, but most of the tracks could easily be singles. A lot of the tracks in the beginning were singles, and that's great. You could easily make some of the end songs singles. You could make some of the middle songs singles. And I think that like that range level of like, having songs that you can just be different singles is so wonderful at the same time it also does make it hard to figure out which ones are the singles and which ones are not the singles but it does make like it a really rich. wonderful listening experience <laughs> i'm gonna give more of the talk on Hallowfront to parker who fell in love with them more than i did because he will talk about them at some I, point yeah so Parker. Yes. What are your 15 through 11? So so before I before I start, I would personally I would like to send a personal apology to uh Richard Rogers of Secrets. Um I fucking hate your voice, bro. But um <laughs> Oh my god. The, it's nothing personal. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> We're already appreciate you and everything you We're do. We're gonna get blocked by secrets within it's, it's, two episodes. It's <laughs> two episodes in. We're already getting blocked by someone. Yeah. It's nothing personal. Oh, it's man. it's not it's not you. It's me. Um, but yeah, but I, I would like to just I get that you. out of the way. What? I love you. <laughs> he loves you. Maybe. I. I <laughs> I appreciate all the hard work that you put in. Actually, no, sorry. Just um, um just be related to me. <laughs> I'm already gonna be marrying Tom Barber. We'll talk about yeah, that. Yeah, jo join too. the family tree. Join the family tree. Hey, um, uh Stephen Sirens, family tree. Let's go. That, that's, that's true. Um <laughs> Sleeping with Sirens is not on my list. Um for the same reason as secrets. Mostly. It will be one day. Don't you don't you worry? Mm -hmm. It will be. Mm -hmm. 
Mm, Delete these words is episode one, bitch. Mm, mm. Episode 300. So Sleeping with Sirens released a top 10 album this year. (laughs) Sleeping with Sirens is actually a 10 out of 10 band. Um, (laughs) um, But anyways, to to continue with my list, uh, after that that little interjection, um, my number 15 is Ocean's 8 Alaska uh, Disparity. Um, this, so I had listened to Dead Behind, uh, Dead Behind My Eyes, um, before I, like, probably a good few months before I went and listened to the album, and it made a solid no impact on me, and then I went back and listened to the album, and it's fucking incredible, (laughs) so, um, definitely was a grower, um, which I'm, which I'm glad because this is, this is very, this is very technical, like prog metal type of vibes. There's breakdowns everywhere that sounds sick. Um, the, this was also, um, the album that made me discover how much I like people just screaming over little to no instrumental. And <laughs> I don't know why. Um, but it's, it's just great. Um, especially what was it? Um, Metamorph is sick. Um, mm. So it's obviously an incredible song um and what was the other one 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 plague speech nova oh plague speech yeah Nova's great too Nova's great too i but, love uh, nova, yeah. speech especially um i also do want to shout out the fact that this is probably my favorite interlude disparity the title track disparity is um, oh, probably my favorite interlude that i've ever heard and that's a might be a weird thing to say but it is it just sounds really weird and cool and i love it um it fits the album absolutely perfectly and unironically blends such a nice transition between like two i think it was like a heavy into lighter ends into a lighter beginning heavy song yeah it's between played speech and empty space so is empty space the closer no um there's new dawn and and, uh, hallucinogen after okay uh, okay. i'm trying to think of where it was Okay, but yeah, yeah, it was like a, it just fit, and it was oh, yeah. like, if this was live, if that was like the transition live, it would. Oh work. yeah, oh yeah. This, I don't typically put interludes like in my playlists, but uh, this is the one that I've done that with. So, I just wanted to shout that out as well. Um, number fourteen is Silverstein's "Misery Made Me." Um, also an artist that I had never really got. I had never. Really, I I'd heard the name, but I never listened to any of their stuff. Um, this is a lot riffier, a lot groovier, a lot bouncier than I was necessarily expecting it to be, and I fucking love it. Every song on here is great, basically, aside from I think maybe one, and that's still good. Um, the the hooks on this thing are great, especially like the first track. Um, I forget what the name of it is. It's late. Uh, um, well. It's um our song. It's our song. That's right. Our song is incredible. Um The feature uh, from my altar, from Devil Wears uh, the altar slash Mary is incredible. It's like incredibly heavy. Um slow motion has a has a perfect micronica feature. Mm-hmm. Um and just you know, a a ton of the hooks on this thing are super catchy. There's more breakdowns than I was expecting. Really, maybe not necessarily breakdowns, but like it's definitely heavier than I expected it to be. Um, instrumentally, not necessarily emotionally. I was expecting like to 
hate life <laughs> when when listening to this but you know um so yeah great album um makes me want to go back and listen to their other stuff uh number fair, 13 i did describe this as like the biggest emo metalcore band out there yeah like it was basically yeah. counterparts but like mm -hmm. the choruses are so catchy you're wondering why you're singing this like misery made me never gonna save misery me yeah made me, nothing can break yeah me. exactly so like um I did describe it as that, in which it is completely fair, but it's also yeah. very like, yeah, let's go. Yeah, let's think go. about this. Let's go. Let's go. Yeah, nothing let's go. can save me. Fuck yeah. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> also, I'm, I'm, I need to buy tickets. Actually, no, I did buy tickets to that show down in, uh, what was it, Hartford? Whatever the tour, whatever tour they're on with Dayseeker. Um, whatever, yeah, whatever tour they're on. Uh, yes, I bought tickets. Yeah, you're, you're on to that. I, I honestly don't that. remember what I bought tickets for at this point. Um, I know March and April are. It's, it is. It is. Uh, no, it is. It's Hartford. That's right. It's in the same place as uh, the current holiday bash. Um, uh, just so you know, we're both in New England, and we have gone to two concerts already. Three, two, two concerts. Two. two. Um, I went to the one by myself. I went to the Concrete Jungle. At this point, unofficially, I'm going or officially, I'm going to four of them. Four new ones. I don't remember what they are. I think there's a fit for a king one, a devil wears Prada one, a day seeker one, and the plot in you one. I think. Yeah, I'm. I, 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 I think I'm skipping ABR. We'll talk about Red this. In yeah. The first real episode, which by the way, this episode will come out after that episode, so it will be a little weird, but it'll make sense. Weird timey wimey stuff um the yeah so yeah i'm definitely i'm guaranteed going to that plot and you tour or, uh because yeah. i love that lineup um we will figure that out but anyway anyways regardless um thousand below i love this record um i bought the cd at the show with the at the concrete jungle show because it came out the day i went and i spammed that shit and i spammed that shit in the car for the next like three weeks it's great oh, yeah he didn't um, shut up about this album no i did not i, did not I shut didn't the fuck up. i thought it was going to be in his top 10 it was close it's close but the, some stuff edged it out towards the end yeah um, but it's still incredible um thousand below i when i i had heard gone in your wake and wasn't super invested in it um this is but then i i heard uh i think it was it was face to face was the first single from this that I oh, heard that's no, that's no, such came out earlier. A good song. Um, but face to face fucking slaps, and it, it had it was sort of uh, uh it was what I wished Gone in Your Wake was more of. I know their first project was a bit heavier in terms of tone, and I like that they brought some of that back for this, um, because I think it works really well. Um, mm -hmm. Hell finds you everywhere, and sabotage are two of probably my songs of the fucking year, um. Are, are, is incredible um sabotage especially um and even like some of the, the more deep cuts on this like um i've grown heavily on um shade uh next time around is oh, incredible yeah. those are incredible um i love his voice his voice is so much better than i remember it being um yeah. especially when he starts especially when he streams at certain points it's great um mm -hmm. So yeah, that that's 
that's it for that. Um, number twelve is Darko US uh, with Tom Oni. Barber marry me. Tom Barber marry me. Uh, fuck my wife. Um, join the family tree. Yep. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, this is something I wish I spent more time on. Um, but I already know that when I do, it's probably gonna grow on me even more than it already has. Um, this thing is so fucking stupidly heavy and it's great um like we've said tom barber is incredible as a vocalist um everything here is just so it's it's weird deathcore <laughs> like alternative it, deathcore yeah it's very weird deathcore at times and that's its appeal to me and it's very very good at what it does um mm -hmm. I think Evolving was one of the singles that was... Oh, God, that insane. song. Um, it's not how you that spell song Evolving. Gives, the video gives me nightmares, but the song is one I'm willing to go into the crowd for. Yeah. Um, Shalangi is the uh, feature, by the way. Yeah, Shalangi on that. Um, Rory Rodriguez feature, uh, you know... I love Come Home so much. This thing is oddly beautiful. For a Darko project, um, obviously that's due to Rory's influence, I'm sure. But Rory is an incredible vocalist. I'll have more to say about that in a few minutes. Um, just a little bit. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. Um, the uh, having Rio Kinoshita on Hyperkill, mm. insane feature. Um, it's incredibly well produced. Um, I forget why can I not remember what the guy's name is? The guy from Spite, who's on. Who's the second half of the project? Yeah, he's um, the drummer. Baby J. That's right. Drummer and uh guitarist. Yes. Because Tom um, does bass and vocals. Yeah. I was watching yeah, their studio it, session of he, it and it looked really cool. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, no, he's he's everybody is incredible on this. So great project. Um and then Play Royale's Fever Dream at number eleven. Um this thing is so fucking catchy and it's so good and I didn't expect it to be and I didn't know I liked glam rock <laughs> but I do and it's incredible um I could literally I've spent multiple hours listening to toxic in you on repeat um it's so it, it's it's so good um, I really like his voice. Um, something about it just works with sort of like the, the the, upbeat instrumentals. I think um, that it works really well. Um, a big fan of basically every track on here. Um, like I said, Toxic and You. Um, the opener, Eternal Life, is good. Um, no Love in L.A. was the one that really clicked for me initially on uh, it's still a banger basically everything up to wasted sorrow is incredible or up everything up to toxic and you is incredible paranoid oblivion and lifeless stars is a great stretch um off with the head is a wonderful closer um both it and the outro portion of it um basically just bangers the whole way through um it doesn't slow down it it's a longer ish yeah it's 53 minutes um it doesn't feel like that it goes by incredibly quickly um so yeah that is it for that all right 
I was just looking up some research really quick. And research. Yes, just some little information. Um uh, da, 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 da. let's uh, can I get a so fun fact based on our initial ratings of 2022 stuff that I looked at really quickly in the last 30 seconds uh, avoid Palo Royale thousand below and the Devil Wears Prada were all rated the roughly within like half of ranking of each other but those were the only four that were within like half a ranking of each other mm-hmm Everything else oh, like was in terms, of, like in terms of actual score. Yes. Yeah. Um, but also I could tell, like personally, I knew that avoid we were about the same. Thousand blow we were about the same. Palo Royale we were about the same. Even though I technically rated it lower than you because I wanted another listen, because yeah. I think I was just tired from listening to it initially, and it just it came around on me after that. Yeah. So, I mean, you, we went and gave it the same score afterwards. So. Yeah, exactly. Like I was like, the if we if we agreed to make another top twenty list, which we would not, because we have things on our list that w- we would have to argue about for days on whether or not it's actually making the list. Um, but Palo Royale would be one thing that we'd say, okay, this is like a ten to twenty yeah. album, not a mm-hmm. top ten, but a really nice album. It's probably going to draw both of us. So. I'm going to do 10 through 7. Okay. And then I'm going to do 6 through 4, and then we're going to do 3, 2, and 1. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> you talked a bit, but I'm going to let you keep talking because you got Hollow Front here, and I want you to talk about that. Give them the praise they I, deserve. I fucking love this album, man. Uh, Just so I think you know, this is I introduced the... it to him. <laughs> yes, I was about to say, this is this is one of the first projects that I was introduced to. I, I really have not been invested in this scene a ton but or for the very long year, roughly say. yeah literally within the last probably year or so maybe maybe even less than that because i um i really kind of started with like day seeker like january february of last year um and then kind of worked my way in yeah. um but this was one of the first ones that i that um evan sent me and it it's it's incredibly good um i did fall to my knees in my history class um when i found out that dakota was leaving the band um because of a lawsuit by the way if you genuinely have any money to send them please yeah definitely please don't. definitely go don't support them twitter page go to the gofundme absolutely yeah um yeah they they're going through th- through some some rough shit um between you know, I, I think there was there was like a car there was a car a van accident a while ago. They're being sued by their record label or whatever. Um, I'm not entirely sure of all the details, but they um, if you can go support them, absolutely do it. Um, but this is an incredible record. Um, basically, the the opening like six songs and the closing four, three or four, are basically perfect as far as I'm concerned. Um, heritage is one of my favorite songs of the year that's a fucking banger um the comatose the price of dreaming the even the like the shorter opener track 
um i think in the spotlight it's called in the spotlight um, which is a spotlight. um similar uh for people who don't know hollow front they are a in a sense standard metalcore band if you listen to polaris the death of me think of um oh god what's the intro called um i'm actually mad at myself something about rain um mm -hmm. i'll look it up in a second yeah. but basically another, think of another that intro song where they about a minute and a half in it just rips into the song that's yeah. basically the same idea as this song and honestly for me as well it works so fucking well every time mm -hmm. I don't, yeah, I'd also point out um, Never There on Currents, uh, The Way It Ends, as kind of a similar, in terms of yes. like an open track. Yeah. Um, as well. um, Very similar vibes in terms of... Pray in, for in Rain. Of, pray for me? Pray for me. Pray for Rain. Oh, Pray for Rain. I did not hear that correctly. Pray yeah, for that's Rain. That's the Polaris song uh, yeah. that I'm thinking of. Um, But yeah, this thing is, is uh, this thing does not slow down. Um, it does kind of die off in the in the middle a little bit for me, um, but these are absolutely serviceable tracks. Um, Treading water is good. Um, Two worlds away is pretty solid. Um, I, know I love that song Evan's more than anything else. Kill me for not having it in the playlist. Um, What's up? But um, yeah, this thing this thing's Wait, incredible. What did you say about that? What? Oh no! About... I I said that Evan I said that Evan was gonna fucking kill me for not having two worlds away in the oh, in the playlist. Yeah, no. If you don't have that song in your playlist, you're uh, banned from the podcast from now on. It's just a solo oh, project well, now. I, I, I'll just go hire just, Alan. Just, he'll, he'll come I guess on. The podcast is dead then. The, the, <laughs> that was quick. We we made it to already. one episode, and then I got I got booted. Yep. Yeah, but it was a good run in content creation, guys. Um, I appreciate your time. Um, <laughs> Oh, I lowered myself um, so much. Oh my god. Jesus Christ. Sorry. <laughs> um, anyways. Grey Haven, this bright and beautiful world. I I how do I even describe this record? This is like this is great post hardcore alt metal. Um The guy's voice on here, I don't know his name. I should probably find that out. Um the guy's voice is an I I think is incredibly unique. And it, it works so well with the instrumentals they're putting behind him. Um, All Candy, which I think was the big single off of this project, was is one of the catchiest hooks um, this year, personally. Um, Ornaments from the Well is an incredible closer. Um, the sort of dumbed down, not dumbed down, but like, the softer, vibier instrumental, especially like in the beginning and like for the, for the verses, um, works incredibly well. Um, oh, Snakes and Swans is another one that I want to point out as being it's it's kind of like a heavier song, um, but it, it's one of my favorites on here. Um, I don't think there's a, there's not a bad song on this as far as I'm concerned. So Brent Mills, Brent Mills, excellent. Brent, you're doing a great job. You're not going to hear this probably, but you're doing great. Keep it up. <laughs> um, my number eight is Fit for a King, The Hell We Create. This uh, this thing is going to fucking go insane in 
April, or sorry, not April, March, <laughs> when we uh, go to that show. Um, I'm going to swing on somebody probably if they play. Um, yeah, actually, no, they are playing Eyes Roll Back. Um, I will swing on somebody. Some what? stupidly stupid songs in a row. Oh, yeah. What was that? Yeah, what was that lineup? It was like, it was Vendetta. <laughs> I'll look at it. I'll look it, it up. Vendetta, look it up. Reaper, Eyes Roll Back, um, Backbreaker, and something from Creation Destruction. I cannot. Bitter End. Bitter End. That's what it was. I think it was it was Vendetta, Reaper, Eyes Roll Back, Backbreaker, Bitter End. Uh, here we go. Vendetta, Reaper, Eyes Roll Back, Backbreaker, Bitter End. I'm so fucking good. <laughs> yeah. Let's go. Um, yeah, this is gonna be an insane set. Mm -hmm. Um, now, as you can tell, it's my seven, so I'm also just yes. gonna give it as much praise as possible basically um everything on here rips the breakdowns are great um it's incredibly you know you can headbang to this as much as you want um it very rarely slows up and even when it does um mainly on reaching out reaching out is one of my personal favorite songs off of this yeah um it is I, them going for a, like a bit of a slower it's a bit of a slower more emotional take on here mm -hmm works out so well um especially you know towards the end of the album um yeah i don't i don't have enough to i could keep gushing about this falling through the sky is one of the best choruses on here the breakdown's sick um there's a couple of songs on here where the breakdowns are like they leave a ton of space in them and it's just like the 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 symbols and whatnot it's i i'm such a sucker for that shit um so yeah great record and then lastly for number seven the callous dowboys more polar opposite yeah well i well you didn't hate this one it's more just not your thing look i think if you put this on in the car for one song i'll listen and i'll be like okay i'm good on callous dowboys for the next two months <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's about as much of callous Dow boys as i can take because mm -hmm. look math rock as an idea is such a cool thing to me but my brain cannot process that quick yeah. and it goes like boom 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 oh by the way we're going boom oh wait we're going back here oh we're going back here um and oh, then, and so oh, oh. i i and then i'm like what the fuck just happened <laughs> For three minutes i think it was um that that's me yeah there i saw a video i think state of the state of the scene retweeted it i think but it was the guy that was reviewing it was doing he was doing like a tiktok review of this record and he was like i wish my brain was big enough to be able to create music like this but instead i just create like basic pop punk as <laughs> like i wish my brain was big enough to create music at all but besides the point um this thing's crazy this thing's in just all over the place and it's great for it um there's so many incredible ideas on this um i think his, his name is carson 
or Carter, one is something like that. I've we we're we're gonna find this out. Um, this is Fluffer, by the way. Hi, Fluffer. Hi, Kitty. Kitty wants down. She wants to play. Yes. Anyway, that was the cat um, who was trying to escape before, and now she came back in. So. Yeah. What? Are, uh. But yeah, the it, honestly, it's probably one of my favorite unclean vocalists in the scene. Um. Just his tone of voice is incredible, and he he sounds great over these like honestly weird instrumentals some of the time. Um. I want to personally highlight um Star Baby. Which is one of the most interesting yet catchy tracks um, I've ever heard. Um, if you picked any one song off of this, definitely make it that. Um, the first three tracks still don't really click with me, and I'm not entirely sure why. But everything from from title track onward is is a banger. So, yeah, it, it's it's great. One of the, one of the right. most unique things I've heard this year. So, for sure, it was unique, yeah. and I will respect <laughs> all the that, all you have that to say about it. It was there is no about no bands that sounds like the Callistyle Boys. There are fifty other bands that sound like Hollow Front. There are fifty other bands that sound like Fit for a King. There is no band that sounds like Callistyle Boys, and if you try to repeat that, it won't work for you unless you know exactly what you're doing or you get their help <laughs> yeah makes you want to go back and listen to uh dillinger estate plan like throw that on the list uh which, that would <laughs> not be listened by me for a while that's okay <laughs> all right uh my 10 is chelsea grand suffer in hell once again tom barber i love you please please marry me soon like join the family I tree don't care if you're married Marry me, yeah. please. I, I I have loved your vocals since I first found Deathcore. You were the only Deathcore band that I have loved since I was in, like, college. Literally. I found you through the Amity Affliction Secrets and some other band tour back in 2015, which is a nutty lineup, by the way. It's Secrets, Chelsea Grin, Amity Affliction. What the fuck? And you burst my ears and i know that was a different vocalist tom but you made me lose hearing for three days straight it was great it's the paradise rock club in boston it was spectacular it was fun um chelsea grin is disgusting uh i i mean i know parker mentioned crystal casket the other songs on this honestly also go absolutely insane origin of sin is nutty the um Oh, the isness? No, not the isness. That's not what I'm thinking of. The isness does slap, though. It yes, it does. Um, one million percent. I'm thinking of uh, Forever Bloom featuring Trevor Trevor's uh, Stranad from the Black Dahlia Murder before he passed away. Honestly, the video is one of the best parts of that entire thing, and it makes the song even more amazing because it is such a respectful, just presence towards Trevor Trevor himself who I've never listened to the Black Dahlia Murder but that one feature alone makes me want to check out that band because he was incredible on that one song 
for even just a minute. And it was that interesting enough. Um, look, the only complaint is that there's not more. That's really why I'm like, please more. Please send me more. Um, we're getting more on a month. March 17th. <laughs> so you plug that. Once again, it's probably going to be a top 10 again. And I'm probably mm-hmm. just going to say, combine these two together, and you've got one of the best things ever. Pool Kids. Pool Kids is my pool number kids. nine. Pool Kids. Pool Kids. Pool Kids. This was the first kids, pop punk I listened to via our list that we had that I really said, okay, I fucking vibe with this. The vocal delivery is exactly what I want. For this style of pop punk. The lyricism. SOTS Podcast. Thank you for nominating. Some of the lyricism on this album. Because it is actually just incredible. Um, I'll be honest. I haven't visited as much as I wanted to. Because we've listened to. Way too many albums in two months. And I'm going also more into. Older albums that I've missed. So 2002 kind of went on the back seat. For the last few weeks. But from what I remember. Honestly, I think there was one song that was just okay. The rest were incredible and all got put onto the playlist of pop punk, alternative rock, uh, alternative pop, like the non-metalcore stuff playlist because everything on this album just hit me. And I kept talking about this album. Like, Parker couldn't put down Thousand Below. I couldn't put down Pool Kids. I just kept going back to it a couple times. I went, I think I went back to it like four times. And mm-hmm. it was originally out of the top 10 for uh, quite a bit. And then I said, you know what? No, fuck it. It's going into the top 10. It's making this cut. Mm-hmm. Lorna Shore never left the top 10. I just didn't know where it was going to be. Because Pain Remains, the amount of time that I spent with the singles alone, I spent so much time with Curse to Die, Into the Earth, Sun Eater, Pain Remains 1. All of those, I just spent so much disgusting time with uh, this year alone. I would just put it on. I would just put on all singles. Because, because I just enjoyed this so, so much. It was disgusting heavy. Will Ramos just impressed me so much last year with the three EP songs. And I'm going to be honest, those are nothing compared to the amazingness that they just created with this album. And of course, this isn't Parker's thing fully. We're just going to spoil that now. It wasn't his thing fully. And he liked it's other for a little bit better. It's not up here. But you know what? <laughs> it, for me, it was exactly what I am looking for. For him, it was Shadow of Intent. For me... It was Lorna Shore, and Lorna Shore created the most beautiful trilogy ending to an album that I don't think, I think many other bands are now going to copy that style of symphonic trio ending that's going to probably infect the deathcore scene for a significant amount of time because this album is so impactful in the realm of deathcore. Like, this is the album in the last five years that you you tell people, you say, Lorna Shore, Pain Remains, here you go. This is your album to listen to. Previously, it was probably Chelsea Green, Eternal Nightmare. That song had a, 
that one had a lot of the songs on it. Um, Fit for an Autopsy, the tri- the tale of tragic the tale of tragic seas, I believe, or something like that. Oh yeah, um, yeah, yeah. yeah. The that would be another one that is like you listen to yeah. this. Uh, Suicide mm-hmm. Silence from back in the day. The album with You Only Live Once. That album is a you listen to this and you just enjoy it because it's such a perfect album. Um, Devil Wears Prada with Roots Above, Branches Below. It's not Deathcore, but Metalcore in general. It's like those classics. Mm-hmm. This becomes a classic in the Deathcore scene by a mile. And it is scary how much Will Ramos with three songs last year changed the Deathcore scene and then is now going to change it even more. And I'm honestly waiting for the clean vocal Will Ramos to come out in the next album. And it's going to scare me even more because we were hoping for it after Pain Rains 1. We never got it. I think he's saving it for the next one. It's going to be beautiful. I, I do want to jump in and say that I believe the guitarist of Lorna Shore has actually gone on record to say that he will not be in a band that has clean vocals. Oh. Yeah. So that's unfortunate. Damn. Okay. Because I, from, I, believe from what i've heard will ramus is actually a very good singer too um yes i believe so but um, uh it's funny that you mentioned the you mentioned like the the trilogy at the end too because shadow of intent did that as well they had an elegy one two and three it pain remains one two and three yeah even though it's not my thing pain remains one is still a fucking incredible song um yes so fit for a king the hell we create um parker said a lot for me dark skies was it, okay, here's here's my timeline. After Death Grip, their 2016 album, if you put Vendetta as their 2018 album and then put Dark Skies as their 2020 album and then this, I genuinely think that would be the best progression a band has ever had in their life and by a mile. Um, the Path, sorry. Uh, Death Grip, Vendetta, or... um. The note is the path. Vendetta's the. the... I'm thinking of the path. Yeah. The path, dark skies, the hell we create. If yeah. you did that order, this band would be the best metalcore band in the scene by a mile, hands down. Period. The end of discussion. The path took away a lot of the aspects that really made fit for a king fit for a king, and they did experiment a lot on that album. And to be fair, bands got to experiment at some point. And there's always got to be that album that either experiments or tries something really interesting. And you know what? It did work on a few tracks. Um, got, but not a fire, got a fire, got a fire, got a fire. Nope, I hate that song. Anyway. Uh, I can't fucking believe you. Anyway, listen. Dark Skies, I found in early 2019. And I that and Eminence all year long did not stop playing. Uh, if you want some context, in my top songs of 2019, which I still have the playlist for, uh, Infectious is my number one. Engraved is my number two from from Fit for King. The Sickness is my number three. Tower of Pain is my number four. Dabin, is an EDM artist, is my number five. The Price of Agony is number six. A Piano Song I Listen to All the Time is number seven. And then Youth Division is number eight. Paralyzes Imminence is nine. And Ten is Erase Imminence. Of my top 10, two are not imminence or fit for a king. If that doesn't tell you how much I listen to this, uh, I don't know what else will. So when Path came out, 
I was like, eh, Fit for King's okay now. It's not Dark Skies, though. Hell with Crate comes out. This is the exact step in the right direction. And honestly, this is as good as Dark Skies. There were just other albums that came out this year that are better than Dark Skies by a mile. Um, Dark Skies is probably my number one for 2018. It would be like my number four in the rankings of 2018 to 2022. Uh, I love And the Other Side. Um, I believe Ryan went on Twitter and said that this was about his wife who had a stroke during the recording. And lyrically, it was about the struggle of not being able to get a, a, get by without her being there. And it hit on such a different level than Falling Through the Sky or even Reaper. Reaper was so good. Look, Reaper is such a beautiful fucking song because it's so disgustingly heavy. But on the other side, I love the lyricism. I love the story behind it because I really got to hear that other side of it. Um... There's another song that we just found out recently about the meaning behind it, and it is absolutely beautiful. Actually, I I didn't know about the the context of of end that actually makes that song better for me because that was honestly one of the one of my less least favorite. Yeah, off it, um, but that I it, I feel like that actually bumps it up a little bit. I thought I'd explain that to you, but I guess I hadn't. No, I don't think it ever got brought up, but that's good to know. <laughs> um. Yeah, so, it, look, I could talk about every single single. I haven't listened to this album in a while. I want to. I want to go back to it more. I've been diving into old music that I have never listened to and old music I am revisiting. I just visited um, Stone Sour again for the first time in, like, five years, and I fell in love like I was a little ch- little kid again, and I'm so happy. Uh, anyway, this is getting really long. So I'm going to reveal everything but our number two and number one instead. Well, do, 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 do three. Okay, fine. Yeah, We'll do six, five, and four. But I'm going to keep talking. I'm going to make it quick. Absolutely. <sighs> Wind Waker, love language. I don't know what it is. Um, but this style of metalcore that's very similar to Secrets just so works so works and so works well and is so catchy it's so good it's so awesome i just love it um i haven't visited this in a while i can't remember much about this and i apologize i am sorry when waker i will go back to your album i promise i just haven't had the chance i've also been like super stressed out i haven't had a moment to breathe today except for the moments when Parker wasn't here ready to record. That was the only time I've had to breathe today, period. For my ass to get home? <laughs> no, literally, that was the only time I actually got to like sit and relax. That's crazy. The whole day from when I woke up to when I now. Anyway, Wind Waker, I love this album. It deserves to be up in number six by a mile. I love it, and it's going to keep growing no matter what. Uh, the Wonder Years. When I said that Pool Kids was the pop punk I needed in that style, Wonder Years is the standard pop punk sound that I absolutely love. The choruses are catchy. The songs are beautiful. The stories are beautiful. Um, the Beehive, Laura and the Beehive, uh, Summer Clothes, the opener and the closer connecting about I Don't Want to Die, but 
I don't want to die without you and just connecting between the two and you could easily go from the end song all the way back to the beginning and it, it connects lyrically amazingly and it just is so 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 wonderful and I just cannot get enough of this pop punk I never thought that pop punk would ever make a top 10 then I met Hot Mulligan back in 2020 it changed my mind and then this year I've realized that I actually really enjoy pop punk. It just has to be a certain way because some pop punk, it just doesn't resonate with me. For example, Machine Gun Kelly, I don't ever feel like checking that out. Sorry for anyone who likes Machine Gun Kelly. I Uh, think as a general collective, most people would say that that album was pretty dog shit. Yeah, but even if, to be honest, (laughs) I don't have any interest in checking out Machine Gun Kelly, if we have to for the podcast, we will. I probably will not enjoy it. Maybe one song, but... Maybe, right maybe now, that's, saying that's, that's, that's the I, idea. Just check out horrible albums. Or, I guess... So you want uh, us to be depressed? Sure. <laughs> okay, so we'll just check out Soul Glow then. Well, the yeah, you can check out Soul Glow. I'll listen to Soul Glow all, all, uh, as much as I want. I love that track. I love that track. <laughs> anyway. Uh, and Who gonna be my ass? That... Who gonna be my ass? And then an album that in 48 hours made it to my top four spot. And I still stand by this. It's been like a good uh, month. Debbie Lovato, holy fuck. Holy fuck is exactly the phrase that I never thought fucking Demi Lovato would make an album that actually just connects with me. Um, <laughs> For anyone who doesn't know, Demi Lovato was on some real fuck shit because of a lot of shit going on. Um, Honestly, a lot of the early teen celebrity with Disney Channel really fucked up a lot of the shit that she, like, developed just in general, emotionally and socially. Is he being groomed? Like... (laughs) That, yes. Um, Everything. She went through a lot of shit. She took a lot of drugs. She went to rehab. She got out. She went to rehab again. She's now out. And this album exemplifies everything that she is fucking pissed about. First of all, I will say this: the features on this album are incredible. Every single one of them is perfect. This is a alt-pop album. I will give it that. Alt-pop. Alt-pop punk. Yeah, alt-pop punk, I guess. But it still incorporates a lot of the radio-friendly pop sound that you would hear from a Taylor Swift, Ariana Grande, Demi Lovato, like the whole group of Disney Channel queens, basically, as you want to call them, uh, the original Disney OG queens that you that we that anyone who is above the age of twenty-one will know them. Anyway, I listened to this album. Within 10 minutes after, I was playing the first song again. I played it through again. And then the next day, I played it three more times. And then I put it as my number four, and then we talked about it together. And he did not know that it was my number four until I put it in the list. He, he I put it as a ranking of that. I, but I can't say I agree, but <laughs> I respect it. it th- this is the female vocalist that I wanted in my life and didn't know I needed. And 
I absolutely love every moment of this. And I love the super edginess of the hinting at what happened in her life. Hinting at other little Easter eggs. Talking about being your poster child and like the movie, like the star and everything. And just... <laughs> and also some of the love songs are just absolutely beautiful. And I know that Parker can't always enjoy those. I do love those songs as well. They're a little weird at times, but you know what? Love, guys, don't worry about it. It's fine. That's <laughs> exactly what I expect from Demi. It's definitely what it is. So anyway, whole, Demi Lovato, holy fuck, I stand by the fact that it's at my number four. In the worst case scenario, it drops number five, and when we, and uh, Wonder Years drops and jumps to number four, that'd be the only change I'd make. <sighs> I do want to say, um, on the topic of Demi Lovato, still, I'm not going to go into my reasons for not necessarily liking this album. However, I do want to say that 29 uh, is the best song on that album by a fucking I mile. I one million percent um, agree with you on that. I listened to that song anytime i want to yeah it's it's a it's a it's just what she's writing about on that is very very real and i like it for that and it also has it has the catchiness to go along with it mm -hmm. which i think and is if what you don't good. know exactly what happens you can do some very quick research it, and Google. it's pretty good at telling you what's going on what went on with but that you could also with context yeah figure out a lot of stuff and just so you know this is about her mm -hmm. also she's a lesbian so some of the the sex songs are about another girl just so you can figure that context out too so <laughs> guys who may find her attractive previously she did cut her hair she's still dropped at gorgeous but it's different it's okay evan you Guy can dream. It's okay. <laughs> I know. I know. Okay. You know what? You have to bring that up. Okay. Talk about your fucking day seeker. Okay. I will. I will. Um, my number I mean, six. To be Stacey fair, though, Roy Rodriguez is hot as hell. So, <laughs> um, you know, on the on the topic of of vocalists, we want to join fan the we want to join the family tree. Um, I will agree. Yes. Uh, please, like. I, I don't know what what needs to happen, but if we could get Rory in, that would be great. And um, also the lead singer of Avoid as our crazy uncle who gives us yeah, all the time. The crazy, the crazy uncle who will who will like uh, who's super fun to be around and will like buy weed but for you guys. Absolutely no <laughs> impact on the family whatsoever. Just <laughs> lives life to the fullest. Yeah, absolutely. Anyway, um, continuing. Anyways, Daisy Darkson. This is absolutely. Well, I'm not necessarily as high on it as I was on their 2019 album Sleep Talk. Um, I think considering Rory's, you know, what's going on in his personal life, his, you know, what, what, all the stuff that's going on with him. Um, I think it's absolutely a, it's a great progression from what Sleep Talk was. There's still bits and pieces of Sleep Talk in here, um, especially the first three tracks, Neon Grave in particular, which is the best song on this album, in my opinion. Um, the breakdown into the the bridge section um, 
gives me chills every time. Just something about the way the instrumentals combined with Rory's voice is incredible. Um, I I feel like I've said the word incredible at least a hundred times on this podcast. I need to start expanding Don't worry, my I say all right a hundred times. I also say all right a lot. Yes, I also need to work on that. Um, I'll do a counter. Yeah. <laughs> no. No. It's gonna be way too high. It's gonna be way too high. Let's, let's not. Let's not. Let's not. Some of the, you know, maybe someone will do it, but I'm I'm not gonna appreciate it. Anyways, great record. Um, Paper Heart is probably the second favorite for me. Um, Agreed. And is probably one of, if not the most emotional song in here. It's definitely the slowest. Um. But the the melodies that Rory uses, obviously his voice is incredible. Um, a lot of the focus on this album is on Rory himself, and that is absolutely not a bad thing in any sense of the word. Um, yeah, I it I, I I don't know. I love this record. I love this band. Um, so yeah, it's it's just great. It's just great. Um, avoid with cult mentality um what evan was talking about before with like stoner party metal um i absolutely agree with that this is one of the most fun records um that has come out this year or probably aside from electric cowboy um i'm going to use a, a a phrase i heard when i originally heard um i think it was riptide by Beartooth, and that is angry music for happy people and i think that uh, I think that applies decently here. Um, yeah, I can. I, yeah. Some of the, some of this goes way harder than one might expect for what they're talking about. Gatorfest. Um, I would like to. Yeah, I was about to say. I would like to specifically point out Gatorfest for having one of the having... most insane, the most fucking insane gutturals I've ever heard. Which Basically admittedly turns. I've heard a lot. This metalcore punk band into a deathcore band for 40 seconds and yeah. it's beautiful yeah it, it's fucking insane um this also has some of the catchiest songs of the year on it um midnight six the closer um also a song that i have put on repeat for hours on end um <laughs> which it, it's just the way it it's bouncy the the groove on it is incredible um can't take this away is another favorite of mine also for just being incredibly catchy um uh the first like i mean, basically every track on here is incredible um my personal least favorite is bored and because that's because i don't find it as interesting as the rest of it there as the rest of what's that's here one of my favorites fuck you fuck you bitch <laughs> it reminds me of early green day which i've been listening to nonstop, and it's literally the same thing I'm yeah, so I, I, I can't see that. Yeah. Um, I'm so bored. I think it's it's definitely catchier than early Green Day was, personally. Oh, yeah. Um, we'll get into that one day. But yeah, um, basically all the singles off this. I think it was whatever that got played at the show we were at. They mm -hmm. started a wall yep. of death to that song. Um, and it's deserved. Yeah, actually, no. Was it? I think it might have actually been Gatorfest that they did the Wall of Death on. Either way, once again, I'm gonna bring that up. They're one of the best live shows in the in the scene right now. Um, 
absolutely recommend going and seeing them if you have the opportunity. So, lastly, number four, the Gloom in the Corners Trinity. Um, I'm not going to spend not going to spend too much time on this because I know Evan, uh, to spoil his list a little bit, is going to have plenty to fucking say just a little on bit. this record, uh, just a little bit. Um, but this thing rips. It's bangers all the way through. It never stops. It never lets up. It's long. It's heavy, and that's okay. Um, also, just the lore. You know, the that's if any, if there is one thing bad thing I have to say about it, it's that if you're not caught up with the lore, it can be kind of hard to get into because it's well everything that they're they're talking about is very tied in with this world that they have. Um, also, I can I you know I've heard people say that it makes it a hard listen outside of listening to the whole album in full, and I fully understand that. Um, however, it's still a fucking banger. And at the end of the day, that's what matters uh, to me. So, yeah, I'm I going not to cut up on the lore either. Yeah, I'm. I'm not. <laughs> I have not checked out their EP, their first album. I've only checked out Misanthropic. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's the only song I checked out. So, uh, in terms of, uh, what's it called? Actually, li- listening to the lore. Honestly, the only thing I did was p- put the pieces together via the album. Uh, yeah. If you want a like a historical movie context, imagine if you watched Avengers Endgame, but you had only seen, let's say, 2007, The Incredible Hulk. Like, the Hulk that was actually good. That was the only movie you saw, and then y- you jumped into Avengers Endgame. <laughs> that is basically what the equivalent of this is, is because there is so much lore behind it that sure you can jump in and you'll be like okay yeah, i can kind of put pieces together but i don't have fucking backstory to who the fuck is this where the fuck do they come from what, what the what's going on but you can still enjoy it because it's still a good movie or a good album right exactly yeah that's that, that is absolutely correct you know you know you don't necessarily need the lore to enjoy it. It makes it better if you do have it. So, yeah. So, I'm going to reveal our threes, and then I'm going to do two and then one, because I just want to yeah, be a little more suspenseful. But it's probably obvious what our two and one are now. For me, actually, you know what? You do you do Wonder Years. Okay. Um... Yeah, my number three is the one of yours. The hum goes on forever. Um, obviously, Evan talked about this a little bit before. It is number five. Um, everything he said applies there, basically, for me as well. Um, one of the things I love most about this record is it does. it's incredibly well-written, um, in my opinion. Just the... Especially songs like Summer Clothes, Laura and the Beehive, which I think he pointed out as well. Mm-hmm. Um, are are very very good at sort of painting a scenario for you, and letting you you know br- carrying you through these tracks. Um, I don't think there's a bad track on here. Um, I'm a big fan of his vote. I liked his vocals a lot. I I forget what his name is. Um, yeah, it's it's just in, incredibly emotional. It's sad at points. Um, 
but also there you know there's definitely hope through that starts to build throughout the, you know these songs and yeah i i just love it it's great i haven't spent a ton of time with it i want to spend more with it um we found it we got it from the the you know it was added to the list with in during those two months that we were just spamming new new albums so i haven't spent too too much time with it but um mm -hmm. i want to spend more with it so there was a couple albums in the beginning of the year that i had on repeat and secrets was one of those the other album that was on repeat from march when it came out or february until june was Wolves of the Gate Eulogies. When I say this, I had this on repeat. I, I had this on repeat. Not nonstop. I didn't listen to new music. What was new music? I don't know. I listened to a single. Cool. Wolves of the Gate is back on. That's it. That and Silent Planet. Because somehow Silent Planet has more plays than this album. And I don't understand that. Or my number one or my number two. I don't fucking understand. Anyway. I listened to their... I, I listened to Eclipse was how I found them, their 2019 album. And that was my number three as well. Because two other albums came in that year. One was Eminence and the other was The Anchor. And I knew against those two, the Wolves of the Gate could not compete against either of those. And funny enough, again, Wolves of the Gate was my number one for a while. And then... The other two came in in September and October, respectively, and knocked Wolves at the Gate on its knees and said, I respect you two albums. Everything else, you got to respect Wolves at the Gate first. But Wolves at the Gate respects these two albums. But Wolves at the Gate is so, so good for Christian post-hardcore. And while lyrically, I can't fully connect with it every single second, the moments that I do love this album and the hope core elements, the very catchy choruses, the riffy breakdowns, the transitions between the clean and unclean vocalists. I have loved this band for the last three years and I cannot wait for more Wolves at the Gate in the future. And I'm really hoping that one of these days there is not a year where they are up against like two of the newest bands that I find and I'm in love with. So I'm going to talk about two because I, I, well, let me paint you a picture that settles in the air. And I don't remember the rest of the lyrics again, but <laughs> the bloom in the corner Trinity just had to be my number two. God, this album just, from heaven to hell rips into me with the tribal the tribal chant near the end it just i'm like all right are we going hardcore keem style slamming some dummies in the nearby room or something like what are we doing here am i gonna like start punching people now because this shit goes so hard and each parker didn't mention it the features on nearly every single song goes so hard. Uh, Relica, Ryo Kishinita, 
previous Crystal Lake. Joe bad a fit for an autopsy. Uh, I, I'm looking this up because I want to know the names. Uh, God. Okay, we've got Monique Pym, Relica, Ryoki Shinina, previous Crystal, Crystal Lake. Monica Strutt, I don't remember. New Order Taylor Barber. Just so you know, he may be a deathcore vocalist, but he can sing perfectly well along with Gloom in the Corner. Goes hand-to-hand with him the entire song, if you didn't know. Amanda Duffy, Amelia Duffield, his liter- the lead singer's literal singer. Little sister. Literal sister. Lauren Bayback. Uh, Red Hand Denial. Crystal Jelena. Elijah Witt. Rachel Jefferson. Ryan Kirby. And Joe Bad. You've got some... Wait, Elijah's on this? That's Kane Hill. Yeah. He's on uh, Red Clouds. I did did not remember that, but that's sick. Yeah. I didn't realize that was the lead singer Kane Hill, so now I know. That's even better now. Um... I just want to say this now. Behemoth is one of the most disgusting songs on this entire album. And Shut the fuck up. Hallowed be thy name. The devil is talking to you. And you just tell him to shut the fuck up. How do, uh, Stop talking like like a nice word. How, how does thy blade taste? And <laughs> just the first time I heard it and saw the lyrics, I'm like, now this is a song of the year by a mile and it goes and if they ever played this live i would be throwing hands just like parker would throw hands for um what was it eyes roll back yeah eyes roll back for me that's behemoth if they ever played behemoth live i'm i'm done i quit i'm yeah I'm you're in the, pit. In the hospital like i'm gonna send someone else to the hospital with me mm-hmm. um I put this album on a little bit later. I watched a reaction of it being played. I then the next day put it on twice. Two days later, I put it on again. And then I just had it on repeat almost every single day along with my number one. It was either that or the other for a while. And then we grinded the new music out. But this still came in my head every time I would listen to a single of it i would listen to a song of it sure i put on anything from it it didn't matter what it was you could put it on a shuffle and i know exactly which song it was and i could tell you like i could just tell you so much about it and so many little things in there uh just i love this album so much and the only reason it's not my number one is because parker's going to talk as bad as to about his number two, and then we're gonna both talk about our number ones that are this exact same. It's, I feel like people could probably guess at this point, but we're gonna save oh, it for the yeah. yeah. Um, Bad Omens: The Death of Peace of Mind is is not our number one. Is not our number one. Is my number two. Um, where do I even start with this record? This thing. I guess I'll start with the fact that the the Bad Omens blowing up as a band with, with getting as many getting as much popularity as they have is incredible. Um, and they fucking deserve it because this new record is one of the 
I say it, I have it at number two. It's one of the best things to come out this year. Um, some of the most interesting songs and just the, the, the general vibe of a lot of the songs on this record is like perfectly catered to my taste. Um, stuff like, uh, like a villain, concrete jungle, death of peace of mind. Um, the gray is easily a highlight for me as well. Um, Noah is obviously one of the best vocalists in the scene. Um, you know, the the range he has, being able to scream, he can do that falsetto. His regular singing voice sounds incredible. Sound, it sounds perfect. Um, like, it, it's just... And even when it slows down from the more, like, alt-metal type of type of tracks, um, bad decisions, who are you, somebody else, I don't even mind it. You know, um, does it slow down the, the pace of the record a bit? Yeah. Um, would I probably... Could you probably cut Who Are You and Somebody Else and make this an even better record? Yeah. Do I care? No. <laughs> um, I do also... the There's a fun little tidbit of uh, Somebody Else was actually started as a a stream demo that he did mm. when, he, when Noah was streaming there for a while. Um, which I think is a fun little bit of, bit of trivia. That's really um, cool. So, yeah. It, it's... Basically, the the first nine tracks are perfect, as far as I'm concerned. It's just perfect. <laughs> and then it, it, you know, you hit Who Are You? Who Are You is still good. Somebody else I really enjoy. The last four tracks are also great. Um, what Do You Want From Me is a personal standout for me from the last four. Sort of the more, like, synth-wavy, like, elements to it I really enjoy. Um, artificial suicide. I want to point out as well for being just stupid heavy for no reason. <laughs> and oh, I since love that track. A, a versatile vocalist, it, he makes it work anyways. So, yeah, that that's that's my take on this record. It's great. Check it out. Um, yeah. I'm looking. Oh, there it is. Okay. All right, and our officially our number one, which is I honestly, it's obvious at this point. It's Color Decay by the Devil Wears Prada. Uh, I just realized that I'm covering up our cameras by looking at this picture, so I will open it up in the browser. Um, <laughs> anyway, so I just want to talk about this because this is probably one of our favorites on the album, if not, actually, my probably my second favorite. Uh, it's about cancer, the song, the last song on the album. Lyrically, this song is about how many of the people I have looked up to and idolized and have ended up committing suicide. It is something that has always made me question if I was on the right path in my own life. During the recording process, we learned of another death, and I immediately assumed it was suicide. It ended up, it ended up that this person had been secretly battling cancer for years, and for some reason, that made me feel relieved. The track addresses how messed up that thought process is and the guilt that comes along with it. If that doesn't make you go and listen to just cancer alone, like if you don't want to listen to this whole album, listen to cancer, and you have the understanding of what this album's mood is going to be, 
and you understand why we had to go back and listen to some fun electric cowboy after we listened to this album and ended with cancer as our final note and i nearly sat there and i was like what the fuck did we just listen to and i told parker and i said parker if the devil wears prada is in not in my top three by the end of this year you can come over to my house and punch me He's not I would, drive, I would drive down to wherever you are in Connecticut and smack the shit out of you. <laughs> yeah, because I, I was so adamant that this was mm-hmm. a no matter what top three. And there are few a few albums that I am stubborn about. I knew Wolves at the Gate had to be top four by a mile. I don't think it was going to be number one, but it was going to be top four. Trinity, after two listens, I knew was a top five. Um, for me, Color Decay is the perfect rendition of what the act was trying to do and exactly what metalcore should sound like when trying to expand your sound when also still exactly describing what, um, exactly what your message is. And Color Decay is a perfect album name for this album because it is a lot of gray a lot of Mm -hmm. middle ground a lot of broken dread depression alcoholism drugs uh mental relationships relationships mental illness everything and ironically on the other side of this you still have some of the nuttiest breakdowns on this album watchtower uh time i think has a breakdown salt hallucinate hallucinate and then you've and then i i remember when i heard this song i was i had to turn on my face cam for this or i had it on and i was like parker parker when no when the noise spoken one of the nuttiest buildups, one of my favorite buildups of the year. I had full chills on my body. I still have mm-hmm. full chills right now talking about it. I sat there and I was like, this is the best song of the album. And then Broken and then Cancer said, hold my beer and hold my vodka and hold my wine and hold my liquor and everything. Because then those two just came in. It's like, okay. Noise is still amazing and should have been one of the singles versus honestly time. <laughs> I, I I love honestly I probably would have dropped sacrifice for noise. Yeah, personally. you know what? Actually, you know what? Yeah, drop sacrifice, put in noise as a single, and I would have put that as my song of the year for twenty twenty. Sacrifice is, is still incredible though. But Excavation is one of the best openers. Um into I don't even remember, but all I know is that the entire album flows perfectly from track to track. It goes from a lighter mood at times, then back to a little bit of a groove, which you can head bang to. Like, I think it goes broken into time or something. And it's broken into sacrifice, into trapped, into time. Oh, okay. That's it. So it's broken into sacrifice, which is such a nice um nice little it's ironic that we're talking about uplifting tracks when it's all literally depressing as shit 
Um, but it's a very uplifting going from broken, which is someone dealing with alcoholism in general and the inner thoughts of that into sacrifice. And that is such a happier mood to it. And it feels really nice to go from fuck this to, okay, fuck this, but let's go. <laughs> fuck this, but I can groove to it. So it's um, okay. And seriously, I know I talked about Pain Remains, the trilogy at the end. It's what? Trapped, fire, hallucinate, and cancer all in a row, right? It's it's no, so it, Wait, it's, let, let, I, I'll, just, I'll just run through the whole track. Exhibition, salt, watchtower, noise, broken, broken. sacrifice, trapped, time, 25, oh, fire, oh. hallucinate, cancer. Okay. 25, fire, hallucinate, cancer. One of the best stretches of tracks I think I've ever heard. We sat there, and I honestly don't think I had words after that ended. Other than, if this is not in my top three, you can come and punch me and slap me or whatever. <laughs> Those were the only words I had because that end stretch... And when we both rated it, I'll, I'll go to the document now just to show you. Um, the Devil Wears Prada, Color Decay, I had it as a 9, he had it as a 9. I, I just put it as a 10 because I wanted to just make sure that I knew that it was one of the best and would beat out quite a few others if we were rating like our favorite albums from each year um but he parker will agree with me that it's a 9.7 slash 10 like regardless I think we feel... honestly i think at this point Sorry. i think functionally for me it's a 10 like yeah. yeah for for us it was one of the few albums that we agreed initially and in the ends was really good or really amazing, or okay, or bad, or really bad. Like, there weren't many of those this year. We had some polar opposites, as you could tell, as we talked about. Um, but we had a few that we just connected on right away. And it's really nice that we don't have the same taste, but we do have a few connections where we're like, the meme of like two hands shaking hands about the same things, but still disagreeing about something else, like... Secrets is great. Soul Glow is great. Devil Wears Prada is the best. Oh, Color Decay is the best album of the year. Like Yes, exactly. So that's exactly what... And we both... Funny thing is, when we were doing our top 20 list originally, uh, we jokingly were like, okay, so Devil Wears Prada, Gloom in the Corner, what else is up there? Let's just put those two together. Number one and two, period. The end. Let's move on to the rest. Yeah. Pretty and much. it was just immediate, no questions asked, um, all right. Do you have any other thoughts about cancer? I have thoughts on everything about this album, way more than just cancer. Um, sorry. Do you have thoughts about color decay? Yes, I do. I have tons of thoughts. Um, first off, everything you've you've said basically applies uh, to me as well. Um, it's all that I, I agree with all of that. Um, emotionally a lot, a lot of the times when I listen to music especially in this genre um, I'm looking for emotional catharsis 
this brings that in fucking spades. Um, something about sitting there listening to Broken in my driveway at 10.30 at night in the pitch black darkness uh, hits so incredibly well. Um, mm. Which, you know, maybe not the best. <laughs> maybe the best shouldn't choice, be doing that. But that, okay, um, I want to do that now. You should do it. It's, it's, uh, it, it, oof, oof. Um, assault. I, I, and, you know, for, for every emotional line and, 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 um, you know, stream, it doesn't lose the groove. It doesn't lose the, the catchiness. Noise is one of the best tracks this year. The breakdown is insane. The build up to the said breakdown is insane. Um, it has one of the best choruses on this record. Um, that I could listen to any any time, any day. Um, Broken, like I said before, is one is probably my second favorite track on this record at this point. Um, it was my first. Now it's my second. Um. One of the most emotional on here, um, the the line of "I'm a lost cause with nothing left," um, fucking hits me in places I don't even want to talk about. <laughs> um, Wrapped is an on another on the same type of level, I think. Um, twenty five. Holy shit, twenty five. <laughs> I don't fucking, even don't even no i'm gonna i'm gonna talk about this track i fucking love this track oh, this is my favorite God. track on the album i'm gonna fucking talk about this track um holy shit <laughs> um this is easily the rawest track i think i've heard from prada um the the basically the first minute and a half uh, of this track is just it is Mike. It's basically just Mike, and it's just building up to this crescendo of it's not even a breakdown. It, it's this instrumental section that is it. It sounds incredible, you know. In the the I guess the I, yeah, it's a chorus. Um, in the chorus before it drops it. You know the other band members start coming in jeremy comes in with some clean vocals you know all the rest of the instrumentation comes in and just builds and builds and builds and i think on a certain level basically anyone can relate with this track um mm -hmm. that's why i don't want to talk about it. <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh also if i may interject mm -hmm. uh i remember an interview that mike did with nick nocturnal on yep. twitch when this yep. dropped and mm -hmm. they were going through the songs. Yeah. And Nick said, what songs do you want to do? He said, I'm going to be honest. I only have an hour. And I want you to have some songs for Electric Hallboy, who was right after. So, mm -hmm. and I don't want to ever listen to 25 again. Mm -hmm. So give that to Electric Hallboy. But I cannot listen to that again. Yeah. And it will never be played again. Because that is how personal of a song Mike has for 25. And if that doesn't tell you, like, look, they're willing to play Cancer Live, which is probably the saddest song on this 
by like virtue of the sound like the general sound of it Mm -hmm. um cancer is probably going to be like that song that you're like okay this is sad boy hours and broken is as well um but 25 is that song that mike wrote personally about himself and until maybe he's 10 15 years older than what he is now he's never going to be able to listen to that again yeah and it's i i fully understand why because it's a very personal song it's something that honestly i could i could see hitting even harder for me down the road um you know once i've experienced more things um but just the the you know 25 is the start of a basically a perfect set of tracks as far as i'm concerned um well no noise starts that basically from noise to the end of the album is perfect um but 25 is definitely a highlight of that um i really enjoy fire i know some there are some people out there that really like this album that don't enjoy fire i don't understand it it's it's such a fascinating little track if Um, anything it quote unquote is my weakest track yeah but like i enjoy it more than funny enough i enjoy it more than time Mm. i I I really fire more than time I would genuinely take fire over a few other tracks on here. Yeah. Like, but it, it's just a, such a honestly calming kind of, kind of track. Um, Jeremy's, I, I do want to point out that Jeremy's cleans throughout this entire record are impeccable. I love his, um, I love the way he sings. Um, hallucinate is an is a insane banger um just the the repeated mantra of black temple hallucinate you know what's real what's fake is it, it it's haunting in a way it also it is is super impactful and i i love this track a ton um especially like leading up into the breakdown cancer we've talked about a ton already i'm not gonna go super really into that um but it's an incredible closer to an incredible album um yeah it's 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 just perfect <laughs> so and with that being probably the nearly three hour mark yeah uh probably just a little bit for uh us talking about this because we spent about an hour or so last night talking about that and then we yeah. jumped to this so i apologize for this being so long but we had 30 albums to go through uh just so that uh for audio listeners from 15 down because you've been through here a lot my 15 through one were secrets i'm just gonna do artist name i'm not gonna do album name right now because I am tired. It is midnight. I have to wake Good up night. and do more stuff it's in the morning. Late. Late. I, I, I have not stopped moving all day. I'm serious about that. Mm-hmm. 15, Secrets. 14, Avoid. 13, Counterparts. 12, Electric Cowboy. 11, Holofront. 10, Chelsea Grin. 9, Pool Kids. 8, Lorna Shore. 7, Fit for a King. 6, Wind Waker. 
Five, Wonder Years. Four, Demi Lovato. Three, Wolves at the Gate. Two, The Gloom in the Corner. One, The Devil Wears Prada. Parker, your 15 through one. My 15 through one, number 15 is Ocean's A Alaska's Disparity. Number 14 is Silverstein's Misery Made Me. Number 13 is Thousand Below's Hell Finds You Everywhere. Uh, number 12 is Darko US's Oni. Number 11 is Play Royale's Fever Dream. Number 10, uh, Hollow Front, The Price of Dreaming. Uh, 9, Grey Haven's This Bright and Beautiful World. Uh, number 8 is Fit for a King's The Hell We Create. Um, number 7, uh, The Callous Dow Boys' Celebrity Therapist. Number 6, Stay Seeker's Dark, Dark Sun. Excuse me. Um, number 5 is Avoid's Cult Mentality. Uh, number 4 is The Gloom in the Corner's Trinity. Number three is The Wonder Years, The Hum Goes On Forever. Number two, Bad Omens, The Death of Peace of Mind. And number one, The Devil Wears Prada, Color Decay. All right. So now that this is the second episode that we're going to be uploading, uh, in the week after, we'll be reviewing any albums that come out as well as any singles and as news uh, and any tour announcements that have come up. And we will have regular episodes for the most part. We will have one episode coming up that's talking about a lot of the early albums that we are visiting uh, without revealing any specific our, information. Our general journey through some of the, the earlier stuff, you know, in years yeah. past. So, um, For example, my mom loves Green Day and has always told me to check out like a lot of the early material. Friends have always told me to check out their early material. I finally have done that up until now nimrod their 97 album uh not revealing anything else we've also checked out nirvana stone temple pilots and eventually we'll be getting into the 2000s metal metalcore which i am personally more familiar with parker was more familiar with nirvana and stuff and then there's gonna be some stuff in there that there's gonna be a whole debate about nirvana and yeah we'll we'll talk about that it's not gonna be pretty but anyway Anyways, we'll have a whole episode on this. Uh, Twitter, HTSAB podcast. Um, What's YouTube, it? HTSAB podcast. Is it just a H- HTSAB podcast everywhere? Uh, switch account. Let's see. That's funny. Let's how to survive a breakdown. Uh, we don't know the name to our own social chat. It's okay. HTSAB podcast or How to Survive a Breakdown podcast. Um, it's right here. Uh, Spotify, we will have a Spotify account that will be showing this. Give us five stars if you really liked it. Give us feedback. We love it. If you want to email us, email us. We will have the email in the description, but also HTSAB podcast 10 at gmail.com. That story will come in the first episode, not this episode. So you'll have an understanding of why we have to do it that way. Long story short, Google is a meanie. (laughs) Anyway, thank you guys so much for listening, and I really hope you enjoyed this really long episode. My name is Evan. My name is Parker. And as as I always say, have a wonderful day, evening, or afternoon, wherever you are. Parker, would you like to close out? Have a great rest of your night or morning, wherever you are. Doesn't matter. Have a great rest of your day.